America for 300 years has been the land of promise for the rest of the world. The land of new frontiers, new opportunities. Yeah, we This is Tank Riot, episode 193. I am Sputnik. With me as always is Victor. Hello. And of course, Tor. Hi there. Now, we, this is our first podcast of 2019. We're coming out of the bunker. Yes, we're, trop, we're this is li- this is coming from Mat- tropical Madison, Wisconsin, which we finally got significant snowfall, which will be followed by hammering Arctic cold, which is a Scotty Nation that I think we all remember. That is a tradition. Right. Yeah. Well, we, on, on like Tuesday, everyone, all the weathermen were saying, it's apocalypse, we're all going to die, and then it yeah. snowed just a little bit, you know, and then, then, it, then it really came. I should know better, you know, because the weather knobs are always, you know, they get so excited. Yeah. You know, yeah. The, you know, Hunter S. Thompson always used to call them the doom weasels. Yeah. You know, because they are. They just like, oh, oh, this is going to be. Of course, now with climate change, that's not really wrong in a lot of ways. <laughs> we could really use some of that global <laughs> warming now, couldn't we? Huh? <laughs> See how cold it is? <laughs> God, the president's a goddamn moron. Hilarious. He tweeted that. I got to I gotta tell you something. I, today I had. January and February are not good months for me. And I gotta say, and and uh, you know, today I I had a twofer for uh, shoveling, because you know I had to get out there and shovel, and of course you know the snowplow comes through and builds that nice packed berm. Yeah. So that took forever. Go in, go into work, come back home. And of course, it wasn't done snowing yet. Had to do it all over again. Huh. You know, and it's like, oh, Jesus. And then, you know, I was standing there, you know, I was like kind of out of breath, and I'm, you know, getting the, the last few shovelfuls, you know, packed up. And then right then, <laughs> this big clump of snow just came roaring out of the tree right down my neck. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I just thought, oh, hey. Keep your neck cool. I was just, Helping. I was just on the verge of being crabby. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, I went in to watch the news, and then I was just like full on bitter. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there were there were times. You know, this was a pretty good snowfall. It was. I did yeah. uh, two things. I saw a, a screen cap of a weatherman in Florida who was panicking because the high in Florida that day was going to be fifty three degrees, and and the two bullet points of advice were wear layers and limit <laughs> your time outside. <laughs> right, and I was like. Are you kidding? That's like flip-flop shorts weather. Yeah, this is <laughs> high of 53. That's shirts optional <laughs> in <know>. Wisconsin. <laughs> well, hey, limit your time outside. For God's sake, it's going to be 53 degrees. <laughs> the Scotty March Madness uniform, which is the parka, uh, followed by the basketball shorts. Oh, <laughs> you know, and then maybe some... Um, Sorrels. Yeah. <laughs> and where I, where I grew up above the Pine Curtain uh, here, there were times where uh, we would get snow that was so, so much uh, lake effect snow from Lake Superior that yeah. uh, there were times where I had to, you could not open any of the doors of the house after the snowfall. So yeah. you had to, I had to go one time to the sliding glass door, <laughs> open it. <laughs> Dig my way with my hands out the sliding wow. glass door. Make a tunnel, right? Find, no, get on top of the snow. Find, yeah. find where the shovel was. Got dig, one of those avalanche detectors. <laughs> dig down to the shovel and then start shoveling out the door. So I'm going to be looking at shovel. <laughs> yeah. 
we, we seriously went on the schools because sometimes the drifts would be so big, it would make it really easy to get on the schools. And yeah. then you could just jump off the school into the drifts, which was right. really fun. Unless, like, some of my idiot friends, you did it ahead first. Because <laughs> right. you were, it was like, oh, this is what avalanches feel like. Because <laughs> we'd have to go dig them out because they could oh, not move. They God. were just totally stuck. Wow. But yeah, snow, it's fun and cold. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. I suppose we should address, you know, to our to our listeners, uh, uh, near and far is, uh, you, you know, one of the big events in, in Scandi Nation, of course, is the recovery of Jamie Kloss. Oh, yeah. But then, of course, the abduction of Jamie Kloss is so Scandi. I mean, we do not get the news for anything good. I mean, first, the legislature essentially just says, you know what? Voting is for pussies. <laughs> uh, we're just going to do what we, what yeah. we want to do. I don't know if you watched the State of the State last night, but you saw. Missed. Did you see the rebuttal by Robin Voss? No, the, the I pure it. Flesh of evil. Oh god. Oh god. What a <laughs> smug little shit. Anyways, I digress. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so if you're not familiar with this story, it's very Scotty Nation, where it's like, okay, you're up way behind the pine curtain. Uh, it's before Halloween, and this guy comes in and just murders these these parents and then abducts the 13-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. But the daughter mm-hmm. is smart enough to actually like make a call or I, I should say level-headed enough to make a call so, you know, they c- kind of track it and, you know, mm-hmm. get over there and so forth. Well, you know, she's gone uh for what was that 88 days or something like oh. that. And this mm-hmm. and and uh, she escaped herself and the <laughs> What amazed me though is that the day they were that, that she was discovered that she she escaped from this guy, uh, th- they had this news conference and of course they had the sheriff and then they had the sh- the, the the sheriff from the county where she was found because she was found about seventy in a town about seventy miles yeah. north of, yeah, of where she it made buried. national news. Yeah, exactly. And then they had the resident FBI, which I was shocked that Scotty Nation actually had an FBI agent, <laughs> but I guess he's like one guy in Milwaukee. Anyways, they're all up there yeah. patting themselves on the back, and I'm thinking, I'm sure you ran a bunch of leads and everything, but she pretty much rescued herself. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, <laughs> hey, G man, I, I, you know, I would get off the pedestal if I were you. But anyway, you, you see this guy; he's like 21 years old. What was the connection? What, what, what could have happened? Oh, just behind the bus one day, saw her, planned the whole thing out, shaved my head so I wouldn't leave any DNA, just slaughter the parents, make her take her clothes off, hide under the bed, and then put, uh, you know, uh, plastic storage containers full of weights around it so she can't escape. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> That's yeah. just a creepy-ass story. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, and you know very creepy. I'm betting there's already seven true uh, crime podcasts about it. Oh, no <laughs> shit. As we're, as yeah. we're yeah. speaking. Someone's already covering it in great detail from day one. Yeah, right. Day yeah. one. Yeah. Be like, you know, Slender Man. I mean, that's the type of thing that happens in Scotty mm-hmm. Nation. It's just... Now, I would yeah. love it if a real Slender Man horror movie would be made. Not some bullshit about some teenagers that kill another teenager because of some stupid Slender Man joke. Because Slender Man's actually kind of a cool, creepy, you know, internet right. meme horror thing. But anyway, I love I love those cool horror stories. But yeah, those girls pissed me off with that Slender Man thing. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> but I well, there was a movie made about Slender Man. It was I about don't... the girls. I think it is was it about, about the, girls? the murders. Yeah. Well, and there've been I... there've been a couple weird adaptations that were well. My my favorite was the internet uh, series that was made a long time ago. Oh, the YouTube no. series about Slender Man, and oh, and that Lord. was actually pretty fun because 
it was like around the time of Blair Witch, and they ha- they did this low budget, lo fi thing, and, and there were some creepy moments. I enjoyed it; it was fun. But anyway, okay, <laughs> I digress. Because I, I want to say that that um, Slender Man did make one of the Razzie categories. The Razzies this year, boy. I you know I hate to admit it, but I've seen more Razzies than I've seen of the Oscars, which is not something that I'm you know really proud of. But there it is. Yeah. Thinking maybe I need to give up on the Oscars completely. I never can see well, anywhere. Oh, near, that's that's interesting. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't. I, I didn't realize that they that that's a new Slender Man that I avoided. That's not about the murder. Oh, okay. right. Okay. That's you All can right. find that at Redbox. Never saw. If you that go to one. Redbox okay. and just go to. Well, if it's if it's a Razzie, maybe I don't want to find it. I'll see if I can find the category, but <laughs> it, right. it's just. Like, anyways, I'm so, sorry. Tor was saying something. I interrupted yes, you. Sorry. Please. Go ahead. I, I guess I'd, I'd, the Oscars are. I don't know. It, it maybe maybe someone people should just listen to podcasts with people that you know kind of like the same stuff you do and go. Real with their Americans such as ourselves, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a trio so, of white men, such as we. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> On the great podcast form. You know, I, I've always felt that I've I've never been able to keep up with the movies that come out. Right. Oh, and yeah. I and I swear now that I'm seeing more movies, I think they're just making even more movies. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So I can just never feel like I've seen anywhere well, near a, a I decent think you're representation. Correct. Because yeah. I think because of the decentralization of Hollywood a little bit and the ability to make films at a much, 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 much lower price. I saw Bruce Campbell did a little uh someone asked him, How do I make a movie? And he's like Spend eight hundred dollars. Get yourself a camera. Get yourself a computer. You know what we had to do? We had to, you know, get all this studio time and we had to reserve it. And you know what we were doing? Every day that entire weekend, we were editing, editing, editing because we had money riding on that. You wouldn't have any money riding on that. Just go film some stuff and have some fun. And I was like, "Holy crap, you're right." <laughs> yeah. But it's kind of like uh-huh. that's what it's like. You, there's so much, many more people that can do many more things. And I'm talking about both the movie industry and the music industry because I feel oh, like yeah. the music scene is also so wide right now that sometimes I need curation from other people that, like you're saying, my friends or you know oh, yeah. uh, other people that can tell me, "Hey, this might be a good direction for you," and then I'll. I'll go look into bands because I'm having a heck of a time figuring out, you know, what I really want to listen to. And I sometimes feel adrift because I love music, but there are times when I feel like I don't have anything good to listen to right now, yeah. both musically and There's got to be so many yeah. good bands out there that don't have, you know, the corporate ent- entity that is making, pushing all their stuff through the Very radio true. stations. But look and at pop and radio stations. None of that is anything that I like. It's all... It's maybe not all, but it, yeah, there's so much garbage there. Right. It 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 turns you I mean, off. Yeah. I listen to the the real Jaguar on Ward FM on yes. Friday afternoons. I yeah. do too. Yeah. That's where I get a lot of my music. Yeah. From. I hopped in. Yeah. I hopped in the car yeah. on the way home from work the other uh, Friday because uh, uh, he was he was on and and he starts talking. All right, here's here's one I'm going to play for you. It's Three Days by <laughs> uh, Jane's Addiction, and that got me all the way home because you know Three Days is this epic Jane's Addiction song. Sure. I'm like, sure. okay, well, that's a good choice. It's old, old, but gold. I'm going to just listen to Absolutely. three days the whole way home. But yeah. Right. Well, and it's on right after uh, Mel and Floyd, too. So oh, yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, yeah, you just kind of make it all Friday block. Yeah, Friday fun time. Uh, another thing you can do is is go to some of the few remaining classic uh, record and CD stores. Mm. And right. I was in the Twin Cities over the holidays. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. So, um, Were you in Mall of America? I was not. I don't think. No, not this trip. That was the last trip we did Mall of America. But um, 
I went to the Electric Fetus. I knew you were going to say the Electric Fetus. Oh, yes. Okay. I can go to, I think, two locations of the Electric Fetus. There's one location I am banned from for reasons I will not explain in the podcast. <laughs> oh, really? But it's totally unjust. <laughs> Wow! <laughs> I, I was like the New Orleans Saints. I was framed. <laughs> and, and every time I go, every time I go to the city where that location of Electric Fetus is, I kind of go in there and, like last time, I kind of went in and uh, bought an Electric Fetus T-shirt and left. <laughs> Do you know me? Yeah, like, There's like your picture by the register. <laughs> I'm wearing a baseball cap and a hoodie and shades, like a Marvel hero in disguise, <laughs> or the yeah. Unabomber, oh. one of the two. Yeah, I'll yeah. just take yeah. the Electric Fetus T-shirt. But anyway, or, yeah, or a major a recording record artist. So doesn't want to be recognized. <laughs> exactly. Which the, I went to the Electric Fetus in Minneapolis. That's a good one. And uh, like a third of the store is the Prince gift shop. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. apparently he was seen shopping there, and he shopped there all the time. Yep. But he's seen there just Although before he I died. Would, I would buy some purple things. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I actually ended up. <laughs> I didn't okay. buy any real Prince. Uh, you know, and I didn't buy any of the mugs or T-shirts or anything like that. But I did. I grabbed a Stevie Wonder disc. It was a used one, just a CD, and it was like two bucks. Mm-hmm. And it's one I didn't recognize, so I didn't expect any good songs on it. You got to be careful because there are some unrecognized Stevie Wonder albums that are terrifyingly bad. I mean, he is a genius, right? But oh, yeah, yeah. I've gotten a couple albums where I'm like, they published this? It was, you know, <laughs> the mid 80s stuff. Right. Gets really creepy, like save the world kind of stuff. But anyway, yeah. yeah. No, no. Was I, yours a good one? <laughs> yeah. This one, it. <laughs> It's not. It wasn't up to level of the classics, mm-hmm. but it was listenable. It, yeah. it was actually decent. But in the liner notes, he had like hundreds of artists uh, oh. listed. I don't. I, I didn't even read the liner notes, so I don't know if it well, was. Well, neither did he. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know oh, if he was thanking sorry. him or if they contributed or whatnot. Oh, apologies to Mister Wonder. <laughs> but but right there in the middle of all the names was the unpronounceable symbol of. Oh, oh, nice. Yeah. So this album came out when Prince was going by the cymbal. That's cool. Yeah. I, I was kind of wanting an unpronounceable cymbal guitar. I always yeah. thought that yeah. was really cool when he when you yeah. come out with yeah. one of those. Well, yeah. you can see it online. We've probably talked about it. But that time when he played with uh, that super group where they're all on stage rocking yeah. out that one song. And um, I think Clapton's there. Uh, I think I don't I don't remember who else all was there. But I think one of the sons of one of the Beatles was there, and wow, and Prince just blasts the solo and just shreds the ever. I think it's while my guitar gently weeps as this supergroup, and he's yeah. on the edge of the stage and he's just just going ape shit in this solo. It's unbelievable, right? Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, he takes the guitar and just throws it up in the air, like completely gone, and then wow. walks off the stage. It is the coolest, most wow. Prince-like thing ever, and Prince was like that. He he was he had such stagemanship. But I guess you didn't see it on the camera. But I guess one of his stagehands, you know, grabbed the uh, guitar on the way back down and <laughs> caught it. But but that was what made it so cool. Is he just shredded like a maniac and then threw the guitar straight up in the air and it disappeared. He walked off. I mean, just wow. like a cool. god that among is. men. And you can see the you can see the jaws agape. I think. Um, uh, gosh, what's his name? Um, anyway, there's, there's there's some great artists, but you watch them watch Prince, and it's it's just something to see. Oh, sure. Wow. Anyway, love Incredibly that Incredibly talented I, musician. Was it his uh, Fender Telecaster guitar? I don't remember. Okay. I heard a story that, um, I think it's his Fender Telecaster, and probably his other gu- guitars might be similar, but it's actually not 
a full-size Telecaster. It's more of a kind of junior size. Mm-hmm. Uh, like three-quarter scale. Yeah, so he, he was not a big man. He was really small. My brother, yeah. my he was brother like 5'3", he wasn't him. he? Something like that? Yeah, yeah, my brother met him at First Avenue. You know, didn't really meet him, but kind of went past him and said, oh, my gosh, you're great, and he walked past. He is really small. It's unbelievable yeah. how tiny he is. Because uh, you never get that from the stage or from yeah. the performances. And no, that no. probably makes... I mean, you probably would want... I mean, sound-wise, they probably sound the same pretty much. They they absolutely do, and people are yeah. just being, you know, I play full-scale guitars, but, you know, it's just because I the ones I wanted didn't come in three-quarter right. scale. But I also played three-quarter scale. It's easier, <laughs> but, uh, you know, once once you start playing one type of scale, it's fine. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like... And- Vinyl versus CD. It's one of those arguments. Well, it's, yeah. Not is there that. really a yeah? <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, but it would, you know, it's like getting the right size clothing, right? You know, right. So it it fit him better, and yeah, yeah. But uh, that's cool. Just interesting thing. But but yeah, the electric fetus. If you're in Minneapolis, need to find some music. I recommend it. In Tropical Madison, I totally recommend Steve at uh, B-Side Records on State Street. That's my favorite go-to place. Yes. Yes. I bought stuff there, too. It's such a tiny, tiny place, but boy, is it packed. And I'll ask him. I'll say, hey, what are you listening to lately? Or, hey, what do you think of this album? Or, what do you think of that? And it's, I love those conversations. Mm -hmm. Um, And he has a good inventory for what's there. Yeah. 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 And and for me... um, for the punk metal yes. uh, part, I, I love going to uh, Deaf Ear Records. That's like one level oh, up. That's right. Um, Just off State, State Street. Street. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's awesome. Yeah. You know, I've, I bought I've stuff also... there too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, mean, that's where A New Hope used to be, the, the Star Wars collectible yeah, the comic now, book store. Now it's now actually on, on the ground level. On yeah. State yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> Which is nice. Well, I, have... I buy all my little Totoro goodies. They have all these little yeah. Totoro goodies. They, they have a ton <laughs> of, of Totoro yeah. stuff. So yeah. if you're really into Star Wars or that kind of thing, <laughs> you no longer have to, you know, hike up a flight of stairs. So. Oh, jeez. You yeah. know, that was ruining me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was me. I had to really want to go there. Worst uh, climb yeah. ever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I get done like greasing down a burrito or something. It's like, oh, yeah. God. <laughs> Gonna have a little accident. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, speaking about the Oscars, do you want to talk about the best picture category? Do you have the list of best picture films? Yes, out? I do. But uh, can we cover the Razzies first? Just yeah, to let's, let's have something cover, to compare uh, to. Just a little bit about what's upcoming in the world. Okay, so for for, for the worst picture, uh, it's Gotti with uh, John Travolta <laughs> in the title role. <laughs> okay, and Kelly Preston as as Mrs. Gotti, nice. Mrs. G. Uh, the Happy Time Murders, which, oh my <laughs> that fucking dear win. God. That will win. I want to see it, though. I oh still want to see it. I saw it. <laughs> oh my God, it is such a train wreck. You have no fucking idea. <laughs> that's exact. you know, knowing that, that's exactly why I want to see it still. Melissa McCarthy, <laughs> she does, you know, it's just so funny, because she's in the Oscars for uh, Can You Ever Forgive Me? Which I also want to see. Right, which I haven't. <laughs> But God, she has so many of these movies that just reek. Mm-hmm. So like, she's actually got two movies in for worst actress. Two, ca- you know, wow. she got the Happy Time Murders and Life of the Party, where she's this mom <laughs> that goes back to college where her daughter is. It's like holy. That doesn't bode fuck. well. But the Happy Time Murders, which is about like Muppets, yeah, in, oh, yeah. in, in in a you know, Muppets and humans like sharing the pl- you know planet and everything. I love that film. It was called wow. Meet the Feebles. <laughs> Right, <laughs> like the dark Muppet but Brian Henson like was Peter in this. Jackson. Yeah, Jim Henson's son, and it's like you should be beaten for that. It's wow. Yeah, Jim Henson was Christian, and that's part of the reason why he delayed the treatment of his pneumonia. So 
I, I can't believe... Christian scientist. Yeah, Christian scientist. I, I just can't believe that he, he would be for this kind of thing. But, you know, a lot of the Muppeteer, pup, puppeteer Muppeteers would be. But the, I think the biggest Muppet controversy right now that's kind of plaguing me is the Steve Whitmire firing. Because he has been the voice of uh, Kermit the Frog for decades now. And he just got fired because apparently he's a bit of a dick. And they had to pick someone else to do the voice of Kermit. And I was really bummed out. And then I saw a little bit where the new guy, I can't remember who now, is doing the voice. And it's a little lower, but it, it kind of goes almost a little bit more back to the Jim Henson style because we got so trained by Whitmire that the the uh, Kermit voice was going to be so much higher than it used to be. Uh-huh. He, he really, really brought up that highness. You'll notice it if you if you hear okay. them side by side. But anyway, hmm. I'm a Muppet creep. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm a the movie, creep. The movie's a great concept. <laughs> it's just the execution is yeah. so horrifying. Well, so was the execution <laughs> to Meet the Feebles. But yeah. I, I really laughed and enjoyed how horrible that was. I would say I would go so far as to say the Happy Time Murders. Now, first off, it it was delayed in release like three or four times. Mm-hmm. And then finally just like, I think spent three days in the theater and then went right to DVD. And honest to God, you watch this, this, this would be like the day the clown cried with Muppets. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Should have locked it just, Okay. So Holmes and Watson, I mean, that's still in the goddamn theaters and it's already got a razz. I've heard people wow. walking out of that one. Really? So, yeah. Will Ferrell just like at some point just said, you know what? I I don't know what makes people laugh anymore, so I'm just gonna throw out all these goddamn movies. And... Yeah, huh. and he does serious roles really well too. It's kind of like Melissa McCarthy. You know, I heard she's really good in the serious role, and I've loved Will Ferrell in some serious films. But yeah, a lot of the comedies are real bad. And then uh, Robin Hood, the one with um, oh shit, the guy. Uh, it, it was is like a guy Richie does Robin Hood. So this is the kid who is in. Mm. Um, you know those movies where they have this young English kid and he be, he becomes like a, a current day spy, like King's role. Oh, Kingsman? The Kingsman. Mm-hmm. That kid. And he's like Robin Hood. And yeah. Jamie Foxx is like his, I don't know, black medieval friend, I guess. Friar Tuck. Okay. Friar <laughs> Fox. I, we don't know. Yeah. And then uh, the last one is Winchester. Which had Helen Mirren in it, and it was about the Winchester Mansion and everything. So, oh. you know what? I don't. I don't think we really need to, to spend any more time <laughs> on this because it's all just really sad and wrong. And uh, <laughs> uh, uh, the, the, I will. I will say just a little bit though um, about. Oh, it's too bad about the Winchester Mansion one. I think I've I heard about I've that. Been to I Winchester almost Mansion. went there. It was on my list of things to do oh, in the area, so cool. but it just didn't make my top five. You know. So here, yeah. here we have the worst screen combo. This is a great category. Any two actors or puppets, especially in those creepy sex scenes, Happy Time Murders. <laughs> Johnny Depp in his fast-fading film career. He's doing voices for cartoons, for Christ's sake. Sherlock Gnomes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Sherlock as a garden gnome. As, yeah, as a garden gnome. It's a sequel wow. to some Rack other garden gnome in. film that they made for kids. Okay. Will Ferrell and John C. Riley trashing two of literature's most beloved characters, Holmes and Watson. Kelly Preston and John Travolta getting Battlefield Earth type reviews. Gotti. <laughs> John J. Trump. Donald J. Trump and his self perpetuating pettiness, Death of a Nation, and Fahrenheit 11 9. So that's wow. all we'll say about that. But. Those are fun. It's fun when someone like uh, Halle Berry actually shows up, and she showed up with an Oscar in hand to accept her Razzie. <laughs> I thought nice. that was so cool. Yeah, classy. Yeah. That was really cool of her to realize. Was it, was that. it like like for Catwoman or yeah, something? Yeah, Catwoman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one I guess really. Yeah. You know, just wow. 
<laughs> here, let me, uh, I don't, oh, here, I'm sorry. I must, oh, my research staff, they're so, they're so, just, just awful. I have, like, every category here, too. Best picture, uh, Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody. I have a couple words about I that. I have a beef with this whole category. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the, f the favorite, uh, Green Book, Roma, A Star is Born, and Vice. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's let's start at the top there. Now, Black Panther, I really liked it uh, for the reason that when I was reading comic books when I was a kid, Black Panther was not a major character. So I thought they did. Plus, it came out in like February, where I was really sensory deprived here in Scouting mm -hmm. Nation, and this mm -hmm. is like incredibly lush, you know, special effects movie, and it was it was a lot of fun. I yeah. thought. I agree. I really liked Black Panther, yep. and it made like a billion, mm -hmm. you know, dollars. And yep. and uh, it wasn't even the best Marvel film last year. So no, it no. kind of surprises me that Black Panther is in. Yeah, what what would have been picture. the other Marvel? There was uh, Infinity War. Infinity War. Yeah, that would have been. That that was better than Black Panther, but I'm not saying either one of these are best picture yeah. quality films. I think people I, might be able to argue about. Infinity War, but didn't also like Ant Man two come out last yeah, year? Yeah, Ant Man and the Wasp and came out, and Ant that Man was also you know that was a they were all good. Yeah. I, I had no qualms with any of them. But when I think yeah. about the best picture category, honestly, I could say a film as epic as the Infinity War um, had a lot more depth of character and depth of story going on in it. That uh, I I've actually watched that movie more times than I've watched Black Panther, and when I did yeah. rewatch Black Panther, I realized, you know, how ridiculous, and um, you know, the plot, is sure, it had a, Killmonger was a great villain, but the battle fight at the end was so silly and ridiculous, and you know, I know most of them are, but I just felt like, wow, this is a cookie-cutter right. movie, you know, to fill a cookie-cutter void, which I, I totally respect, but I really liked it. But when I see the list of best pictures, I don't expect to see Black Panther show up on it. When I saw that, I was like, you got to be kidding me. It's a great film. Wow. It's not best picture quality. Well, I, I would say <laughs> this about Black Panther, though, um, and, and the Marvel Universe. Um, I think what I liked about Black Panther is that it was good the Wakanda kingdom and everything was all kind of just there fully evolved. Yeah. And they got it right the first time where like other movies like Spider-Man and, and so forth, Iron Man, it took a couple tries to kind of get that formula down. I, I think. Well, I, I yeah. think, I think the Iron Man one really set the stage for allowing that progression and showing the, you know, decade or, or so of like really wonderful films. And yeah. so yeah, they, they had so different probably stylistic like, probably differences. Probably like the Hulk and Spider-Man are a better example of maybe not quite right. Well, God, the Hulk was tried over and over again. Yeah. Well, yeah. Fantastic right. Four, there's another oh, one. And yeah, well, we, <laughs> but I, I think what else, Black Panther is also kind of a, complete movie i mean i agree beginning and end infinity mm -hmm. war is a cliffhanger mm -hmm. you know I, i'm still no kinda... it's not thanos wins the end <laughs> yeah didn't you see the tag thanos Did. will return got all the fucking jewels <laughs> yeah check it's him like, out check him out he's uh -huh. sitting watching the sunset it's game over man it's the super bowl <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just pretty sure there just better be another movie to explain this whole thing to me, bitches. <laughs> yeah, but that yeah, that was a hell of an Empire Strikes Back ending. That's yeah. for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I, I don't. I think because of that, it probably doesn't get Best Picture. Maybe I, the sequel that it, yeah. you know comes after. But, but. I just wonder of all the great films I saw. You know, I guess yeah, it's a weird list. It feels like a really weak list. But I'm also 
kind of what what was better than any of the like I I can't think of any like great epic films. Can you that are that were that should have been on that list? Because well, see, see, I you know for me, I'm. Okay, I, I'll just go down this list and say because I've seen a few, you know, yeah. a, a good part of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Roma is is on Netflix streaming, so yeah. that that one I highly recommend. Yeah. That's just a fun movie to watch, and you know that that one looks pretty good. Best foreign language film. It's kind of got everything. But um, but see, isn't there a whole category for foreign language films too? And yes, there is. I, isn't there a whole category for superhero films? Now, <laughs> yes, and I don't have that category. Yeah. I've, I've got like twenty others, but I don't cool, have cool. that one. But um, okay, but but this be- best picture I think is kind of like because you know with with the with the Oscars, uh, you could go through the hi- and we've talked about this many times. Yeah. Like you can go through the history of the Oscars and go, the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> like okay, the, the classic example <laughs> is nineteen sixty eight. Okay, what happened in 1968? What didn't fucking happen in 1968? <laughs> yeah. You had the Tet Offensive in Vietnam. You had RFK being assassinated, MLK being assassinated, uh, famine in Biafra, which the nation no longer exists anymore, but yeah. like, we're, we won't go into that. But, you know, yeah. r- the, and then after the MLK assassination, huge riots in all the major cities and everything. Mm-hmm. The, whole, the whole country. Oh, you had the, of course, you had the Democratic Convention where, you know, Daly's yeah. blue helmets went crazy. And everything. Uh-huh. What was the best picture? Oliver, the musical. <laughs> yeah. Could I have some more, please? <laughs> <laughs> that seriously was fuck. You know, That's a great yeah. musical though. I enjoyed it. Oh, it's a great musical, but really? <laughs> okay, now. Wow, that, that's such. It feels like an old Disney classic, but yeah, yeah. best picture. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe it's kind of like, let's just go to the movies and not think about <laughs> yeah. the news. Yeah. No. 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 Nothing's no, happening. Yeah. Nothing's happening. But I. But I. But I think that there's there's something to be said because everything is so depressing. The last couple of mm. years, I won't say why. Gosh. Yeah. Um, we, we won't speak its name, but and then there's some of these two that I think are just you know pure thirty mile zone mm. Hollywood. Yeah. And and I think if you wanted to be truly cynical, like you know you'd have to say, oh, of all the Marvel movies, Black Panther, you know, because they got yeah. criticized two years ago because oh, yeah. we had no African American wins. And I, I, cyni- oh, I'm yeah, very yeah. cynical, yeah. and well, I absolutely believe that's why. But also, we know that Hollywood is, you know, yeah, they don't want to get picked on again. But there's a lot of lobbying by all the major studios to get mm-hmm. their film into Best Picture. So it's where the money goes. You know, what who's being oiled oh, where yeah. to make sure that they vote for uh-huh. you know whatever film goes on the list, and then the final winner. Well, and then what's surprising too is with Black Klansman. I don't know if you've seen this. Yeah, that's Spike Lee joint yeah, yeah. Have, have you seen this movie? i have not seen it i, I have reviews i liked it a lot mm-hmm. it, it was a lot of fun i was very disappointed that the soundtrack was not available because no. i loved a lot of the tunes and it, it plays like a classic black exploitation movie i don't understand are you trying to say there's a major motion picture where they're not further monetizing it by <laughs> making a soundtrack available it surprised I, me I, too too tor i, I that doesn't is this the apocalypse? I, I just <laughs> dogs and cats living together. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for, speaking of which, I very briefly, I don't mean to interrupt, but um the soundtrack for Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse mm-hmm. was awesome. That's up for best animated. That movie 
it should win hands down best mm-hmm. animated. That was one of my favorite movies of the last several months. I went to the theater thinking, I'll I'll bring the uh, uh, Godzuki to a, a nice Spider-Man movie, and it turned out to be this epic film that was really well done. Animation styles all over the map that were just so fun, mm-hmm. and it had Nicolas Cage in it as as noir Batman, who's <laughs> all in black and white, and so. All these universes colliding, and they wrote it so well, and it's a great adaptation of a comic book story. So oh, everyone cool. should see that movie. Anyway, well, and and what's interesting too is is uh, you know uh, Spike Lee yeah. is up for best director, and and you know here's a guy that's been overlooked time and time again. In fact, <laughs> yeah. he did he did an interview recently in GQ magazine because of course you know mm-hmm. there's nothing I love better than GQ magazine. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> that's that's fucking me all over. <laughs> I saw him speak years ago. And he is he he's an interesting. He is man very with interesting. very strong perspectives, and yes. it was great to hear him speak in person. But but he said in 1990 when he did uh, do the right thing. Yeah, that's when I saw well, him speak. <laughs> which of course is is in the National Film Archive. Mm-hmm. You know, voted in first time. But what won in 1990? Uh, driving Miss Daisy. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, yeah. Morgan Freeman, Driving Miss Daisy. And he uh-huh. said, and he said right then in the interview, he said, "I figured I'd never get an Oscar because, you know, if if I'm not getting it for Do the Right Thing, yeah. but the National Film Archive is saying, oh yeah, we're gonna preserve this forever." <laughs> yeah. And then also too, he said, um, they gave you know they gave me an honorary award in 2015, and I was you know I was happy to have that. So he said he was very surprised when he mm-hmm. he got one for best director, which is kind of funny because A Star Is Born is up for best movie, which I didn't see. I do want to see it before you poop on it because <laughs> I do oh, like I, Lady Gaga. I am going to take a huge steaming <laughs> shit on the, that movie. It's only like the fourth or fifth Star Is Born that they've ever made. Fourth, but, yeah. yeah, fourth. Oh, wow. God. <laughs> yeah, you got yeah. It's such Stryzen a Hollywood Garland. trope. Yeah, it's yeah. A, oh, but the one the one that I recommend for all you kids who haven't seen A Star Is Born, New or Old. Okay, go back to the third one. Chris Christopherson, <laughs> Barbara Streisand. Yeah. Oh, but get just as hammered as you can possibly get. You know, definitely do not go straight. Get under the influence of anything that you can get a hold of. Uh, you know, if you've, if whatever, because it is so horrifying. Then go see the one with Lady Gaga. And I mean, when I first heard that this was even going to be mm-hmm. a project, I thought, "Are you fucking shitting yeah. me?" But here it is, up for best picture. Now, Bohemian Rhapsody. I had, to, I had to go see, while well, part of my family went to see A Star is Born, I went to see Aqua Can. <laughs> so, Good for you, man. You it, made it the smarter a choice. Okay, well, and that's, that, th- yeah. those, were the, those were where I was. Uh... Well, it's such a stupid trope <laughs> yeah, to begin yeah, I, with. I, I, I mean, you know, anyways, <laughs> fuck that. Let's, let's not even honor it by talking about it anymore. All right. <laughs> um, Bohemian Rhapsody. Have you, either of you gentlemen seen it? I have not. It's I in my like DVD queue. Um, yeah. The Viking Prince saw it and really, really liked it. And But also they are a huge, huge Freddie Mercury fan, and we listen to okay. Queen a lot around here. And, and mm-hmm. I have listened to many, many critics talk about it, and I understand that it seems like a legacy piece done by the remaining members of the Queen uh, group to make themselves look a little better. Right. And I was way more interested when the development started that Sasha Baron Cohen was going to be playing Freddie Mercury, and Sasha had this whole direction where he wanted to go darker into who Freddie really was and how cool Freddie was versus yeah. focusing on this legacy part of the band. Who gives a fuck what Queen did after Freddie Mercury died? I don't, personally. No. I don't, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who does, well, but, but they, see, they're out there, I'm sure. That, that's my point. No, I'm a yeah. huge Queen fan, yeah. past and present. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
And, and that's why I wanted to see it. And I thought this guy was a great pick. He's a great actor. Lead. Mr. Robot is yeah, awesome. Mr. Robot he, was awesome. He's a wonderful actor. But so he, I was he, he's, it was a perfect choice excited. to play Freddie Mercury. Which, mm-hmm. and, and let's be honest, Freddie Mercury is a very complex figure. And the direction that mm-hmm. Queen was in with Freddie Mercury, I mean, you, you look at any of their stuff. I mean, not the... <laughs> <laughs> not the princes of the universe kind of stuff you know like i'm talking about jazz and on but you know a night at the opera news of the world mm-hmm. uh sheer heart attack you know those type of things oh yeah that is very layered music that oh that is God. i mean it's glam it's prog it's it's a little bit of everything and it's brilliant stuff St- very much holds up today yeah but the movie itself i'd have to say you know past the acting uh of the lead character I'd have to say it was very TV movie of the week quality, which yeah. really surprised me that it swept at the Golden Globes and now wow. it's so huge in the Oscars. So, I mean, it I had don't... a big buzz in my heart when they played those strokes of the music and you know in the, pre- oh, God, the trailers. Yeah. Oh, I was like, yeah. oh my God, yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody, you got to be kidding me! And yeah. I got oh, yeah. so excited for that one. So I feel like that movie had a lot of people who hoping it was going to do really well, and that's probably why we're seeing it do really well. But I, I it's in my DVD queue. I will definitely check it out, but. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. so thrilled. I had to go see it. Now, the favorite, I, I can understand because you gentlemen know how much I love historical frippery. <laughs> frippery. And this had so much frippery <laughs> per frippery square inch. usually wins. Frippery! <laughs> I mean, it's all about, so these two women, um, the queen is bisexual, and these two women are her favorites, and there's all this drama going on, and the frippery is breathtaking <laughs> breathtaking so i loved it a lot but there's a lot of there's a lot of great acting mm-hmm. and there's a lot of good understory there too but it is a period piece and not like um oh god what's her name kira knightley god damn it i can't stand her <laughs> you know why i think she's in period pieces because she has to be in these huge <laughs> huge dresses just to convince people she's not really a 12 year old boy is pirates of the caribbean a period piece then <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, yes, yes, it is a period piece. So it sounds like it's going to be a big battle between the uh, you, you know, kind of the frippery voters, the superhero voters, and the uh, the rocking voters. Well, there's <laughs> I think Bohemian Rhapsody fits into the frippery category. Frippery. <laughs> That's true. They had a lot of frippery. I think I, I still think Black Panther is a bone to be thrown to the public. I do not think the Oscar voters are going to deem to vote a superhero movie as best picture. For God's sakes, we wouldn't let a comedy be best picture, would we? No, I, we're not gonna let a superhero movie. Piffle, 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 piffle. I did say, <laughs> but, but yeah, the, you're probably right. <laughs> now, the last movie I, which I did see too, and I liked, was The Green Book, and it's it's got Viggo Mortensen in it, and it's one of those rare movies where you don't see Viggo Viggo's junk. <laughs> Which you know, the for Harvey Keitel of the twentieth It's like, look, man. I, yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> breathtaking, wonderful, yes. But I don't need to see it every film. You know, it's like, okay, we get it. Yeah. It was kind of like he did. If you saw the movie Captain Fantastic, oh, you know he's standing there in the, in, the, in the doorway of this bus, and he's completely naked, and this old couple's walking by, and he goes, "Yeah, that's right. It's a penis. Every man's got one." <laughs> and I just thought, "Oh my God, that could be a scene from how many movies? Yeah. Eastern Promises. Yeah. I mean, just yeah, yeah." yeah. It's, yeah. Anyways, um, the Green Book. I remember seeing a review. 
that said, this is the kind of movie that white liberals will just love. Yeah. And then I thought, well, that's pretty snarky. And then I went to see it and I thought, no, this is actually really good. I don't Uh-oh. know. Why did you mean? I mean, how did you mean that? First of all, it was in like the local paper. And I thought, but you are white liberal, so did you say you liked it? Or I was very confused. I Anyways. love those kind of critics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this movie is a great movie uh, for those kind of people, you know, they, where they refuse to have a viewpoint, but they'll, right. they'll praise something and then slam it and then praise it and slam it a little bit. This, yeah. was, this was the same place where I read a review of uh, back in 1989 of Batman, the original Michael Keaton movie that right. came out. Right. Yeah. And the article contained in the review contained the word zeitgeist and doppelganger. Both. And I thought, <laughs> I want to hit you with a sock full of horse manure so hard. It's, uh, it's fucking Michael Keaton in a rubber suit. What more could you yeah. ask for? Right. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. Zeitgeist, doppelganger, though, that, that should not enter into the picture in any way, shape, or form. So, yeah. and it was the last one is Vice. Someone has a word of the day calendar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> and we're saving the pages. <laughs> and I went to see, and speaking of Batman, Christian Bale, Vice, loved the movie. Loved, loved, loved it. Mm-hmm. So. I want to see that one too. Oh yeah. my God, yeah. it is so good. You know, he went, uh, Christian Bale went the other way mm-hmm. from um, The Machinist. You know, where he, he like, oh, yeah. slims way down to the point where he's like, oh, my God, the man's going to die. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, yeah. now he, there's this scene where he's, like, standing there in tidy white. He's this Dick Cheney. I'm like, oh, my fucking dear God. That's either makeup or the man really let himself go just for the role. I don't know. Who's the guy who played Churchill who did kind of the same thing? Um, Gary Oldman? Yeah, they should do a film with Gary Oldman <laughs> yeah. and uh, Christian Bale <laughs> and they can see who can get crazier. Oh, my God. <laughs> So that's that's all I got to say. But you know, actually, uh, they've had really declining viewership of the awards. You know, quite a few years running, and then the whole thing with Kevin the Hart. The whole Kevin Hart thing is bizarre. <sighs> it's like okay, he made a few comments. You know, he made a few comments years ago. He said he was sorry for it. Can we just fucking move on? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's homophobic to say. You know what? Yeah, you need a host. This thing is going to go on for three days if you don't have a host. <laughs> and yeah. and it's going to be hurting cats as it is. Mm. So it's just, you know, mm-hmm. basically I just want to see the top five and then get the fuck out of there. Yeah, so. I did see the whole Ellen thing with him, mm-hmm. and it was very weird that Ellen was apologizing so much for Kevin Hart. I didn't Hart. understand that either. But Kevin Hart wasn't really apologizing because he's like, I've already apologized. I'm not going to apologize more. So it's like, you know, no, dude, just just say it. You're sorry again. Just say it a couple more times. Yeah. It, they're just words just at this point. Keep saying but, but it. just say it a couple can't. times. But like, yeah, yeah he was kind of like, no, those are my. Those were my, whatever. It's just oh. it's just very strange, and I think everyone should be really uh, weirded out by this whole idea that if people hate you, they'll dig ten years back in your Twitter feed and yeah. just, you know find something dumb you said off color and destroy you. But but he did he did do multiple things. So anyone saying oh, he he only did one thing, he he did do it as a joke several bunches of times. But you know. I tried to watch Eddie Murphy Raw a while back and went, "Oh my god!" Oh, that's just that's just mean spirited. <clears throat> right, right. But yeah. at the time, I thought so at the time though too. <laughs> I saw it in a movie theater. Yeah, I, w- I think it was Raw. Or what was the other one? Um, he did those two stand-up specials, Raw and it was Raw, and he was like wearing all the leather. Yeah. And, yeah, I saw it as a kid in the movie theater, and I laughed my ass off. You yeah. know, because he mixes all that crazy stuff in that I didn't really understand. I love Eddie Murphy's comedy, but mm-hmm. the, 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 he got to this point yeah. where he just like yeah. went. Like, 
just a huge homophobic streak, which mm. I, I didn't really understand. And I'm not trying right. to be PC in saying this. I mean, he just kind of went off on yeah, it to the point yeah. where... Right. But see, when I saw it, I was... Uh, maybe I was in ninth grade or seventh grade. Yeah. I didn't know anybody who was gay, and I didn't know what that even meant. So okay. I was completely... Yeah. Out of the, I had no I, no context. I was like, oh, he's talking about silly people, who, you know. And I had no idea what, you know. It's it's weird when you have right. no context for well, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, living, you know, up, up above the pine curtain <laughs> as a child, totally sheltered. The, yeah, I think. It, it was a very homophobic uh, uh, playground. Absolutely. I yeah. found out I, I went to school with gay people at reunions. I was y- like, yeah. oh, well, yeah. it, was, it wasn't necessarily. A homophobic playground, but everybody had the. It, it, it's just all the the slang and the put downs. Of course, we're, we're of all course. that. Like yeah, when, that's yeah. all. Different. When we were talking, yeah. we we're talking about Baraboo, and they were saying, mm-hmm. "Oh well, you know." One of the students said, "Well, you hear the N word and everything." It's like, yes, in a state where <laughs> uh, the Isthmus, our our weekly free newspaper, had uh, they they always have a, um, a special issue at the end of the year where they call cheap shots. And the one they had, they had the Baraboo picture, and I, I have to laugh about this when they said, uh, "This this is one of our winners in the category of oops a daisy racism." Oops a daisy racism. <laughs> and I thought, well, oh, okay, God. you kind of got me on that one too, because <laughs> I'm not I'm not justifying it by saying yes, it's largely a very white bread state still to this day. Mm-hmm. But yeah. what I'm saying is, is that there's there, there's a level of lack of experience or knowing anybody who's gay or sure. non-white right. or a different faith or anything like that. So so yes, you will hear some pretty rough rough language sure. that you probably wouldn't hear in in uh, you know larger urban areas. Bigger cities. Yeah. yeah. A lot of modern conversations, though, do they are starting to point out the the whole idea of. Hey, they're just kids. I mean, that's just, you know, they're ignorant. They don't understand this, that they're being racist. And then, hey, they're just elderly people. <laughs> you know, they're just yeah. racist. You know, let them die off and the next generation yeah, will take over. It, it's like, be okay. no, they were racist the whole way through, usually. And then they, yeah, you know, yeah. were trained by the racists but I, I to did, be racist. I did like that category of oops a daisy racism. As a kid watching Eddie Murphy's Raw, you know, yes, there was that weird homophobic rant. And that's when I rewatched a little bit of it. I was like, holy crap. Wow, this was bad. But then he got to the poop jokes, and and I realized, oh God, as a nine ninth grader, or whatever, I was like, this this was just hilarious. Oh yeah, that's true. But <laughs> but what I'm saying is, in yeah. Raw, what struck me, I I was obviously older when yeah. I, I saw it, but I I thought that as as a stand up routine, just taking it as a stand up routine, when he go on the homophobic homophobic. <laughs> tear mm-hmm. that that it just seemed like an odd placement in the routine just just as a comedy routine right it was like all of a sudden you just sort of had like a little Tourette's mm-hmm. episode and then yeah, went back to yeah. your usual routine it, it's not really funny if you're picking on one person or a certain group like that it's like Louis CK <laughs> yeah it's kind yeah. of weird. that's exactly I mean, what it feels like with Louis CK where all of a sudden his stuff is all mean it seems really mean-spirited right yeah. now and maybe it's just because he feels shit on so he's gonna shit on everybody else or he's yeah. gonna pick a new alt-right audience and just shit on all the liberals I think that's part of it shunned th- him or whatever I think there's some Brett Kavanaugh entitlement there too <laughs> yeah. it's just like oh, oh why doesn't anybody understand me it's like you know Louis C.K. to me was always kind of one of those people that yeah you're kind of funny but you're not like you know hee haw pee your pants kind of funny to oh, me. Yeah, I thought yeah. some of it was so funny but yeah well I, I think 
I think w- this is probably good. That's, it hurt me a lot when, you know, he went off the rails. I was like, oh, God. Yeah. yeah. It, it, uh, I, I think this is good for society to kind of, you know, sort of check all this, you know, institutionalized sort of hate and, uh, sure. you know, racism. Because it, it, it really never was appropriate, and it's about time someone said so. But at the same time... Speaking as someone who literally has has hundreds of hours of potentially stupid things <laughs> recorded on the internet that anybody can listen to, I think we have to at least occasionally give some people a break. Yes. No, no, yeah. no. That's yeah. exactly right. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> deserves to be That's forgiven, right. forgiven That's for right. everything they've said in any hundreds, no. maybe 300, 200 episodes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, there is, a cer- there is a certain thing to be said, too, for that. Uh, you know, comedians. The, the, the richest comedy is is in pain, is located in pain and yeah. in uh, pushing boundaries and offense. Mm-hmm. And if if we get to the point where you know that's beyond the pale, right. then right. and and please don't misunderstand me when I, what I'm saying about when I watched Raw when it first came out. I wasn't sitting there going, oh, I'm so offended. I mean, that's so homophobic. No, I just thought, well, that's odd. Right. An odd placement in this well, routine. I, d- right. I, didn't, I didn't think of it one way or the other. Other than yeah, just, yeah. You yeah. had a more educated perspective than me because I was in no way thinking of routines. I was just like, words are randomly firing at my head. Uh, this crazy. You know, because I didn't understand anything about how comedy routines were written or done or performed. And I loved it, you know. So I loved how those things were done. If I were older, I'm sure I would have spiked into the fact that he was making weird segue choices and doing strange things but yeah i mean we just caught well, it at different times in our growth spread. exactly but you know what i pissed yeah. off i pissed off a couple of hipsters today oh yeah huh? god no <laughs> let me tell you tell uh, me it isn't so yeah <laughs> uh, apparently the proper term is conjoined twins <laughs> not hipsters Oh, sorry. sorry, all right. That was a bad joke. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Thank you so much. Joke and aid. Boom! We'll be right back. <laughs> well, if if we have to talk about irrational hatred, then I think there's two nuggets that we have to address. Number one, the Gillette commercial. And number two, the the incident at the Lincoln Memorial. All right. And I do want to, I have a few pop culture items I want to mention, but let's talk about, of course, let's talk about the, the dumb stuff first. That, That's what I was going to think. Let's just get this out of the let's way. Get dumb stuff out of the way. <laughs> I like the all right. Everyone, I saw the Gillette commercial after everyone freaked out about it, and I was like, "Yeah, well, that's that's refreshing." You know, let's let's teach men to be respectful, and maybe everyone should be kind, and you know, get rid of that whole toxic part of the whole masculine experience. And then, uh, and then I saw one guy's response was him in a field with all his kids, and and in all caps, they're all carrying guns, and he's like, "You'll not take my guns," and I was like. There's nothing about Gillette trying to take away your guns. Yeah. I didn't see this commercial. So oh my well, God. what the Okay, all right. let's go for, explain this. All right, so so do you remember when there was the huge fuss with Kaepernick doing the Nike commercial? Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. Then all these boneheads were were taking, you know, burning their their very expensive <laughs> Nike wear <laughs> just to show it's like, whoa, you're, you're taking a knee, pledge of allegiance, yeah, 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 And then of course there's the other side saying, it's like, do you really think Nike gives a flying Philadelphia fuck one way or the other about social justice? It's like, no, they're a large corporation. 
I think we made uh-huh. the point at the time when that commercial came out. It's like, hey, it's just cool to see Kaepernick back. Making you know, money, doing something. Yeah, doing making something. money. because yeah. he's, he's a smart you know, guy. He can do something with that money. Clearly yeah. got, you know, blackballed by the NFL. I mean, <laughs> and yeah, did the Saints get robbed? Fuck yeah, they did. Yeah. Will yeah. Goodell do the right thing? Fuck no, <laughs> no. he won't. Because yeah. he has such a long history of that. Briefly, yeah. I watched both those games, and I was astounded that both of them went into overtime, and they were really fun up until the fucking Patriots won the f- coin flip. Oh, God, I, like, I am so yeah, sick yeah, of the, the Patriots. Patriots. I am oh. so sick of them. Yeah. God, that was maddening. But I love that that Rams kicker hit that one from 57 yards. No shit, I right? I mean, that was so yeah. not I mean, like the Bears. Right. Doink, doink. Yeah, <laughs> that was... It was an epic ending. I heard that that poor guy, that poor kicker from Chicago who, who hit the upright and then it hit the upright again and bounced out. I watched that video and the bear falls over and the, the, the bear mascot just falls oh over. Oh my god, I know, right? This guy will never be. He's like the guy who who interfered with um, yeah. the foul ball and kept the Cubs oh, out of the World yeah, Series. Yeah, yeah. This fucker better never right. show his face. No, I heard he actually had police guard. Around I no um, doubt. and I can't remember where I heard that from, but it was true, and I was like, "Wow, <laughs> that, that is, is so crazy. goddamn embarrassing." Uh, yeah, but that one was crazy. But then that, but that Rams, Rams one. Oh, and it wasn't just in; it was just like it was so, laser uh, guided. Hit it at seventy yards. Yeah, it went <laughs> off one side and then curved back and ruined. It was a thing of beauty. Spirits. It was a beautiful crushing call, overtime. That game. call was the biggest bunch of <laughs> shit I've ever seen. Yeah. If that is not interference, yeah. interference. Oh well, did you see? Did you see uh, Tom Brady get roughed? Yeah, but, I mean, where the uh, been with, oh, they patted his poor little tummy once. That's fifteen oh. yards and a first down for the Patriots. I'm Tom Brady, goddammit. it! You yeah. can't lay your hand on me. No, no, I say, <laughs> throw that flag, referee. There was another major pass interference call that did get called in one of these games. I forget which team it was. The calling was so bad in both of these games. Yeah. They ignored things. They they called random bullshit like the Tom Brady slap on the tummy. Oh, I mean, God. Yeah. And that literally was horrible. a slap on the tummy. Yeah, That's all that was it was. not rough. He was going for the ball, and it just patted him on the stomach. Did, did like, you see the billboards yeah. that they helped out in New yeah. Orleans? They took out my favorite one. It was yeah. the NFL New Dad. <laughs> You know, I honestly think, you know, Rams-Chiefs would have been a really fun game. Fuck yeah! St. Louis, yeah, whatever. Look, any combination (laughs) that'll keep the Patriots out, let's be honest. Yeah, so I was totally, was it, it was the Chiefs, right, against the Patriots. I was, they had no defense, though, so. Wow. You knew when Tom Brady got, there was, there was a point in one of the the things where I was like, ooh, you gave Tom Brady eight seconds, he'll go all the way down the field, you know. Because that's what he does, and so that was ridiculous. Yeah. It's kind of like you don't want to stall on the two-yard line, but they gave Tom Brady two minutes, and they knew they didn't have a defense. I, I honestly might have stalled a little bit, but that's a real rough place to be in. Yeah. Yeah. Still in all, you know what? I'll, <laughs> so, I'll, do, I'll do what I would do every year. Mrs. Sputnik and I will make a lot of junk food, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, mute when the game is on, unmute when the commercials come okay. on. Well, Tor, go ahead. I'm sorry, Tor. Y- you might do that. Uh <laughs> The, the, if you will, the, the, the TSA, uh, Wait, they're not even on working anymore. So who well, cares? no, no, the, they have to work. They just they don't have, have to, to get paid. But they're um, the union. One of their union people is starting to throw out the strike word. Nice. And and so my first thought is. Uh, maybe go on strike a day or two before the Super Bowl, and that will pretty much affect everybody. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. no shit. Well, actually, yeah. they can still fly; they just wouldn't do any security. You know, if the TSA is not working, the planes don't have to stop flying. Right. 
Uh, but would they get any passengers? I mean, would good question. The country would have to decide: Are we going to take that risk? Exactly. Oh, yeah. So, I well, I mean, then, then you got the Coast Guard. They got, they're not getting goddamn paid. How would you like to be out in a boat in the middle of goddamn yeah. nowhere and think yeah, yeah, some yeah. guy who's not getting paid a nickel is going to yeah, come out and rescue me? And it's pretty serious because there's a lot of people I'm talking. They're out in the oceans. The Coast Guard's also in the Great Lakes. I mean, yeah, people, exactly. People run into lots of bad weather out there, and not having the Coast Guard. You know, when you hear the pon pon on the marine radio it's it's scary that oh, if yeah. you have an event that they're not going to be able to come and get you that's really terrifying yeah because those boats yeah. are ridiculous and they can handle anything oh sure it's unbelievable. yeah they're oh, icebreakers and stuff and yeah if you're going to boat on the great lakes i i believe I it's a, right now. <laughs> yeah i believe it's a rule that you have a marine radio yeah. with you right so that if you get in trouble you can call the coast guard right or somebody mm-hmm. yeah Absolutely. So, United I mean, States this... Coast Guard, Duluth, Minnesota Group. United States Coast Guard, Duluth, Minnesota Group. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I have lived and slept with marine radios on yeah. all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, what were we saying? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so well, we got sport ball. We got fucking sidetracked. Yeah, completely sidetracked by sport ball. Kaepernick and Gillette. So there's nothing, yeah. more, there's nothing more manly than, than shaving, you know, the, the razor. The razor that you use. Yeah. So Gillette did a commercial where they said, you know, their their tagline was always the best a man can get, and they want they, and they were they were showing all these really I thought very good examples of of men policing other men, helping other men, saying, look, you know, just for today. Let's try and not be a dick. <laughs> keep your pants on. Yeah, yeah. keep your pants on. <laughs> you know, so it's like the best a man can be. Well, holy fuck, this just blew up. All these guys are like, I have, oh, it's bad enough. I don't know what the rules are anymore. And <laughs> yeah, it's like, what, you know, the rules are just like, keep, just keep it tucked away. Dick. and Yeah, it's stop acting like a dick. <laughs> Yeah. Jesus, yeah. it's not. It's not like there's a lot to think about here. Yeah, they went. Yeah, and then of course the that. other one being the 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 hoopty doo thing <laughs> and the the Lincoln Memorial. Yeah, yeah. Where, where everyone has now watched the hour and twenty minute version of the black Israelites uh, yelling at the Covington Catholic Church kids in the MAGA hat. I and, had to look up this group oh just to God. find out what they're all about. They are pretty hateful, fringe, crazy group. Of oh my God. God, they're that just are random loons. yellers, buskers on the on the well, mall. Which yeah. one's the random French group? The black uh, Israelites. <clears throat> wow. Okay. So I don't know. Is Israelites? Is that? I don't know the best way to pronounce Whatever. that word. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. anyways, and then there's this group of uh, kids from this Catholic school in Kentucky who were there for the Right to Life march and wearing their MAGA caps. Yeah, a very Christian school. It's had some, you know, very Christian problems and you know, right. very anti, yeah, abortion anti. So and then and then enter mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Phillips, the the native. Oh, elderly Native American man. Well, I should say he's elderly. He's 64. It's not... Vietnam mm-hmm. vet always does this, uh, you know, has a group of, mm-hmm. of his friends. He goes up and he kind of does this, you know, every year. And... So, so, so the initial picture was of the the Native American with the drum and this MAGA hat where with this smirking little shitting grin, a yeah. seriously punchable face. Yeah. Where it I've really looked that. like he was intimidating the guy, but the way the whole thing played out, 
yes, they were acting like maniac children, uh, and they were doing school chants and stuff, and they weren't, I don't, no one can hear in the videos that they were yelling, uh, build the wall, build the wall, or whatever. They were doing dumb school chants and acting, and, and doing, some of them were doing really dumb dances to the Native American drumming and mocking him. And, and they were saying, it's sure. all, all that uh-huh. diffuse yeah. the situation. It's like, but, well. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, so you got four black is, Israelites who who are swearing at them, essentially, and this gets them all stirred up, and they don't really know what to do. But here's here's the question that I have is, okay, number two, two points, well, three points, actually. Number one, I don't know if you saw an interview with this kid, the smirking little I bastard. never saw an interview with him. Well, oh my God, number one, the kid looks like he's completely sedated. <laughs> number two, it's like he couldn't be more coach. He's like, I was just trying to defuse the situation. I respect Mr. Phillips fill, fully. I was just trying to, like, yeah, okay. We get it, yeah, yeah, get it. We're just following orders. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, and then, then Mr. Phillips says, "Well, okay, they're 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 singing school songs. That's for school." And I'm like, "Well, yeah, but you're doing this ritual yeah. that so that doesn't really make sense either." But here's the thing that bothers me the most: apparently, these kids, all minors, had adult parents that were there. They're in the video behind them yeah. chaperoning this and thing. And they couldn't show any kind of fucking yeah, right. guidance. They or... hadn't seen the Gillette commercial yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, they had no. no, they had and they were just like, fuck Gillette, let's go to town! Yeah. <laughs> the best a dirtbag redneck can be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I, you know, there, there is this also idea, this narrative that it, it's a possibility that these kind of um, uh, boiling point moments of the original video can be pushed by people on, you know, <clears throat> Russia and other places to yeah. to put Americans on the left against the right and on the right against the left. So we're really divided and still really upset about everything and hateful well, against each it, other. Yeah. These two <sighs> items, though, just show the just knee-jerk divisiveness yeah. where it's like, oh, my God, there really is no middle ground. And I got to mm. tell you something. By the time that this recording actually gets out for your consumption, yeah. this podcast... There'll probably be five or six more Democratic <laughs> presidential candidates for 2020. Yeah, I'm guessing. Yeah. I don't know that other than Joe Biden, I've heard a fucking one of them. But <laughs> yeah. Ooh, more Elon Musk news, though. I never got to the Wired article that I was going to read. Because Wired just published a giant uh, Dr. Elon and Mr. Musk, and I was going to mm-hmm. read it. But the thing that helped me back originally was... Uh, the fucking print in the Wired magazine, I swear to God, they, they write it so I, I need to get a giant magnifying glass right. so I can read it. I know they want to write these big, long, thick articles, right. but I might have to find a different way to read those articles. Because right. in, in my room that's not perfectly lit by the sun, you know, I just can't see that shit. Did so you I buy the paper Yes, okay. I, I like the paper one because if, if I'm traveling, if I'm traveling, I portable. love to have it with me and just open something that's not a screen and, and read it. And I get so suckered in every now and then when they bring the the subscription price down, down, down enough and say, we'll give you a free charger too. I'm like, ooh, a charger! <laughs> and then I, then I order it. So, because <laughs> I, you know, I just, I wanted it anyway, but I like sucker them down and then I, ooh, a tote bag! <laughs> I want the carrying case! Yeah, tote bag! <laughs> anyway, what's the news? Because I didn't get to it. <laughs> oh, uh, just uh, there was a, a very good article uh, last couple of days in the Guardian uh, that uh, 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 Mr. Musk's uh, charitable organization, which is very vague, more or less benefits uh, 
<laughs> Mr. Musk and Ooh. and some of his things. One billion dollars. Oh God! So he and you took know, a page out of the Trump playbook, huh? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then you know that that picture of him where he's standing in front of that what like two and a half mile hypertube with his Tesla car. It just looks so silly. It's like billionaire man plays grown up train. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, oh God, I'm so tired of this guy. Yeah. Oh, and his his but, brother is running the charitable organization, so you know it's completely above board. Oh yeah. Well yeah. Trump is still running his charitable organization. Yeah, oh yeah. Of course. It's it's not like the uh, division of workforce development which uh they didn't even bury the bodies. They're just laying out, you know, right in the office. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry though. If you had a billion dollars, Sputnik, would you not, you know, build some kind of supercar company and put tunnels under the ground so you could drive around and, and, and build yep. rocket ships? Okay, I mean, but see, but see, to- kind of- <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a cool. Well, actually, they laid- moon based Sputnik. Space, yeah. space, <laughs> SpaceX actually uh, um, uh, laid off quite a few people. Yeah, like well, two or three thousand people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. You know, um, <laughs> honestly, no, I don't think I would. I mean, simply because I, I wouldn't take a bunch of pictures of myself or tweet <laughs> a bunch of things about, here I am in my little tunnel with my car. Well, you're not the kind of egomaniac that's going to make a billion dollars. Well, there you <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I remember, I remember talking to this guy yeah. once, it's and he was psychos. this older gentleman, and we were, this is years ago, and they were having like one of those uh, military recruitment things, and it was like a bunch of guys jumping out of the ass end of an airplane, perfectly good airplane, and they go, <laughs> we do more before 9 a.m. <laughs> yeah. than most people, and I said, how in the fuck would that get you to join? And the guy just looked at me, and he said, well, they are, that isn't pointed at you. <laughs> and I'm like, you you I'm have like, a point. <laughs> I'd rather do less before nine a.m. Yeah, and, and somewhat less after nine a.m. Unless we're talking about video games. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> right. But no, you're right. I do, I do not have the megalomania that it no. takes to be a billionaire. Well, when yeah. you're a billionaire, it's it's amazing. I've seen some people do the math on uh, some forums where they're talking about how much money you'd have to spend a day, you know, to you know even make a dent in your money because yeah, a billion doesn't. It doesn't even make sense to the mind because you could live for mm-hmm. seven hundred years and and you know flush a hundred million down the toilet every day. It wouldn't matter. You know, well, it's like it's the just, Bezos divorce. It's ridiculous. No prenup. Right. That goes right down the middle. Yeah, but you got to remember the Bezos divorce. She was a <clears throat> huge part of Amazon in the beginning. Exactly. She wasn't she just build the company. This she, isn't some yeah. kind of no, bullshit. no. She's not like some yeah. second wife who you, you I know you that. had to get like a little frou frou yeah. boutique for. That meme's mm-hmm. been going around. Oh, all you gotta do is marry a billionaire and then you're gonna get uh, no, half no. of it. I'm like, she was no, very she instrumental on starting that. And, Plus, she's you know, still got 8% of the, the company yeah. now, so you might see Amazon going a very well, different direction. And they're friends, and they're still co-workers. And they're I really didn't mean it that way. Cool. I was just saying that <laughs> $160 billion, you really wouldn't have to do dick. No, you wouldn't have to do anything. <laughs> but, but, you know, there's this uh, eudaimonic well-being that everyone's looking for, you know, or hedonic well-being. But you need, the, you need that thing in your life that is keeping you going with not instant gratification, but delayed gratification and gratification in the accomplishment of something. So you do need tasks in life, and that's some of the difficulty. That's why most lottery yeah. winners fall apart because they 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 lose all structure and they don't they quit but, their jobs. But isn't and, that kind of boom. isn't yeah. that kind of sa- a sad commentary in a certain way? I mean, aren't you really yeah. just like the gerbil in the fucking wheel, and all of a sudden Absolute the wheel falls off? And <laughs> yeah, but, but I have yeah. no purpose. <laughs> yeah, and and that's that's been shown in a lot of studies on things like Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. People who 
have fewer social interactions fall apart faster. So if you're yep. if you're developing dementia or brain disorders or the the you know proteins are building up and blocking off the the neuron firings, the less you're doing and the less you're doing with other people, the quicker you go. But but then then you can also <clears> make <throat> the argument about quality versus quantity Absolutely. of relationship. Yep. Like loneliness, you know, mm-hmm. the whole loneliness factor that everyone is talking about now. In fact, the UK has a ministry of loneliness now. <laughs> Uh, Minister of Loneliness. Dude, I want that on my letterhead. I assume that's Mr. Loneliness. From Victor. From the Mr. Loneliness. I'm my vice chancellor. Uh, What is his name? I I assume Sputnik, the the Minister of Loneliness, is a one person job. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, indeed. Each each building is just for one person. In an isolated office at the top of a tower. I think think we all know and realize that one is the loneliest number. Yeah. Yeah. And we only listen to the (laughs) Smiths. Yeah. (laughs) I saw them in concert once. (laughs) Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. 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 You can sing, but don't listen to his words. (laughs) (laughs) But, but, but the thing is, is that again, quantity, quality is versus quantity. Yes. You know, uh, you know, they, they talk about well, you know, people have all these social interactions digitally, but is there any real quality there? Is no. there any real interaction? So again, no, they're they're know. a bit of a disease. Um, you know, well, for, yeah. so for instance, I could be very well balanced just knowing you two buttholes. Absolutely, as yeah. opposed to you know, like, you know, enough. being in. <laughs> I have to say, you could be, or you could be very yeah. well imbalanced. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. You could tick, tick. Yeah. <laughs> I went, I went through a bit of a thing a, a little while back, and it, it, it spiraled a, a little bit, and I had a really bad couple weeks. And, and it, to top it off, I was on Facebook commenting on a very funny thing a friend of mine posted, and I thought it was a really great thing. And then the very next comment after my comment, you know, just really enjoying myself and enjoying the funny thing he posted was a comment from a guy who had abused me heavily when I was in ninth grade. Like, totally destroyed me in eighth grade oh my ninth god grade. he's like haha wow. that's really funny and i was like motherfucking you i thought i'd never fucking hear your name again in the goddamn life fuck oh, you to the moon and back i never want to see you know i just isn't went it, ape shit and then he deleted his comment and my comment isn't, deleted that's literally literally myself. i don't mean to laugh at that no. that was probably horrifying i'm no, sure but, no wow. but then but then i really spiraled and it really because then it brought everything back everything that i had been and saying, you know what? I don't need to deal with this person. They're in my past. They're gone. I never have to deal with them. That's right. Last I heard, they had been in uh, other major trouble, and I was like, they are gone from my life. And then here they are, happy and frolicking in the same playground that I'm, you know, as an adult playing in. And then it just it just made my life really, really dark. And I honestly posted one last thing about uh, how how upsetting it was to me to see. I blocked him. I, I unfriended my friend, and I told him, I can no longer talk to you because you're friends with this person and I'm going to unfriend everyone else I can find who's friends with him and I'm blocking him and I'm I'm sh- I'm deleting Facebook from everything and I did. So I deleted social media from everything and I really haven't gone back because I found it can be such a negative experience that it just it, those things can hurt so bad that it takes away mm-hmm. any of the fun and and I'm just in such a dark place about social networking that I I think it's a a disease at this point. So you know, we do, you know, I used to go on our Facebook page and I'll, I'll maybe go back on because I'm more anonymous there and no one's going to find me there. But uh, 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 I, it's harder for me to get there because it's not on my phone anymore and it's not at my fingertips. And I, I kind of don't want it at my fingertips. I want a, a distance mm-hmm. relationship. I want a long distance relationship with yeah. it <laughs> so I don't well, have to interact with there's it. There's two things about, you know, when I think when I think about the people that have really 
hurt me in my life or 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 I've been just enraged by or however you want to put that. There's those two things that occur to me when I calm down. Uh, one is, um, I wonder if that person even remembers me or even oh, thinks about oh, me or if I'm, I'm, oh. I'm investing even like a... F- <laughs> If they're uh-huh. investing even a fraction of the emotion emotionalism yeah. that I'm I'm putting in, and if so, why am I doing that? Number two, <laughs> um, nine times out of ten, you find out that there's when you find out about this person, how where they are now in life. There's literally nothing you could say or do that could make their life more miserable than it is now. <laughs> right, that they've right. made. So it's like, why, why, again, why am I investing so much right. time and emotional energy yeah. into right. this? So, but, but wait, there's more. Okay, after I'm sorry. I I unfriended, to... After I unfriended that person, other people jumped in, and that person jumped in again and said, I don't even remember doing that. I'm so sorry. So exactly what you're saying. Not a single thought to what he had done years ago. It doesn't mm-hmm. even remember it happening. Like, a complete blank. And, and here I am for years, decades, carrying this weight that I shouldn't have to carry, that I don't want to carry, that mm-hmm. is just, you know, and he's not the only person. Because obviously, you know, with my outlook on life, I took a lot of, you know, kicks to the chin in high school. And, it, you know, he was just the worst, of all of them. I met one of my other uh, worst at a class reunion, and we had a really good conversation. And yeah, wow. he, he's had a really hard life, and we talked as adults, and we bonded, and it was like a good experience to reconvene. I never want to see this person again, ever. Fuck him to the moon and back. I never want to see this person ever again in my entire life. And I don't care. And I don't want to re-reconcile, but I also don't want to be so angry and carry all that with me. Wow. And that's the nature of PTSD, is you carry stuff that you have no control over carrying it. And people say, oh, just don't worry about it. Just don't think about it. Just shut the fuck up. You're not the one with the night terrors, bitch. Leave me alone, you know. Mm-hmm. I can't do anything about mm-hmm. it except do the work and do the meditation and do the, you know, right. try to change my life and move forward. So anyway, when those things happen, it's it's just, it just gets a little upsetting. So anyway, <laughs> no, <laughs> that no. was a really bad uh, experience for me. And I it took me a little while to climb out of the hole, so that's enough. I won't speak his name, but yeah, it's just... Well, Social media can be a in mentioning toxic. those two points, I was I wasn't trying to 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 take <laughs> no, away from that in any way, true. shape, or form. I was just trying to say that I I experienced those same things, yeah. and and I guess I find the fact that they they actually want to talk about it and apologize an even more positive outcome, mm-hmm. truly. And um, do you remember the movie Gross Point Blank? Yeah, you know, and uh, um, oh god, I'm blanking on his name now. Are you talking about John? John. Um, John and Joan... Cusack. Cusack, yeah. John Cusack is going back to his high school reunion, and he's been an assassin for the last 10 years. Uh, that was oh. a fun movie. And he runs into this guy who was like the high school bully or, you know, his enemy or something, and, and he's all drunk and everything, and, and, and he's going to say, you know, I'm going to... And he goes, what? There is no us. What do you think <laughs> there is for us to talk about anymore that isn't long in the past? Yeah. And the guy just looks at him, and he's kind of loaded and everything, and he's like, I wrote this poem. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that scene was so mm-hmm. brilliant in so many ways, yeah. because I know I feel that way, too, about a lot of those things. It's yeah. just like, oh, my God, it's so damaging, <laughs> and I've invested so much, yeah. <laughs> uh, so much energy yeah. into that. But yeah. you're right. You mm-hmm. can't just say... 
Well, stop thinking that. And I, I was by no means trying to say that oh, in any way, shape, weren't. or form. It's just, it is mm-hmm. one of those things that it's, it's really a struggle. And, you know, as long as we're it, on this topic. It's like, geez, I never would have thought of stopping thinking about it. Thanks, God. Forty <laughs> <laughs> fucking years. Oh, jeez. Hey, <laughs> just cheer up. Don't worry. Be happy. <laughs> Who would have thought of that? Where's my uh, tube sock full of D-cell batteries? <laughs> Someone needs a beatdown. <laughs> but you know, as long as we're on this topic, if, if I could throw something in. Because <laughs> yeah, um, sure. we, we, you wanted to talk about some. Some fun pop stuff. cultural yeah, things. Sure. Okay. As I said before, I, I've said before in the podcast, I've suffered from depression my entire adult life. And January and February are very tough months yeah. for me for a number of different reasons I won't bore you with. But the, the fact of the matter, I mean, the weather, everything else, I, it's, it's there's a laundry list. It doesn't matter. But usually about this period of time, um, I'm digging out my... Um, Lawrence of Arabia, because I need some <laughs> desert scenery for about four fucking hours. Yeah. Probably just put it on a loop. Mm. But I found this thing, and I know this is going to sound goofy as shit, but um, uh, and it will, this will this will be very funny, I'm, I'm sure, to our European listeners. But I, I found this guy who's a gardener on the BBC, and his shows are so goddamn positive. Uh-oh. He's like a British Bob Ross. Mm-hmm. Do you Uh-oh. remember? Do you remember Bob Ross, oh, the yeah. painter, oh, the joy everybody. of painting? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that guy was. But you're right. Ha- I mean, happy little oh, yeah. You'd watch it. He's like, no, there's no no accidents. It's a happy you know, little. There's just yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no mistakes. Just happy accidents. Yeah. Now, what uh-huh. do you want to live on this mountain range? My God, I would mm-hmm. watch that man for an hour, mm-hmm. and I couldn't. I don't have a creative bone in my body. I could not fucking even. He he looks like he's just making smears, and then you just step like two feet back. It's like, oh my god, that's gorgeous! Mm-hmm. I they, never saw they, the, they I, make Bob Ross chia pets too, by the way. Yes, they do. <laughs> uh, and this guy, this, so this guy's like a British Bob Ross. Anyways, his name mm-hmm. is Monty Don, mm-hmm. and he has uh, several shows, gardening shows. So he's all self-taught, and he and I, I found out he actually has suffered from depression, and he used gardening as a way to to help him. Mm-hmm. He called it his muddy times when he was very depressed and he does these shows like there's this one I, I particularly love and it's on Netflix streaming it's called um, Big Dreams Little Spaces and it's all these so it's always these two stories and there's always these English families and they're taking sometimes these very small spaces sometimes very big sometimes very small budgets sometimes very big and they're just doing these gardens I know it sounds so stupid but I gotta tell you it is so positive and so mm-hmm. uplifting and the people are so interesting and you know what English people to me are just fascinating. I could there, there's another show on there called Very British Problems where they, all these people talk about you know how British can't, they they can't travel they can't do anything they're just like very inward. And I kept thinking everything that you just said makes me want to live in England <laughs> even more now. But but uh, this Monty Don. People are so excited to meet him. And so a lot of times he'll try to take people to different parks or garden shows to inspire them for their particular project. Well, you had sworn, you would swear Christ came down out of the clouds. Everyone's like, Monty Don, Monty Don. <laughs> you know, and it's just it's just so hilarious. <laughs> Anyways, that that has really helped me. In fact, awesome. today I you know, I was like, okay, it's um uh, lots of snow, gonna be shoveling, going into work. Followed by Arctic Cold. I watched one of these goddamn episodes. I felt great all fucking day. <laughs> Honest to God. That's you awesome. know, and so so just wanted to say that. Get that awesome. off. I know it's like, okay, you watched yeah. a gardening program. Yes. 
and it made me feel very good. Yeah, like SpongeBob SquarePants good. <laughs> That's so, excellent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I, I honestly, there are a few things that I that I have found that I've been watching that have made me feel really please, good. Please, please, mm-hmm. The Orville. Yes, oh. <laughs> what a great season! Oh, oh my god. god, what an awesome! I love season. this season of Star Trek. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, it Star is. Trek. <laughs> it is like Star Trek the way you kind of mm. wish it would be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Uh, you know, there were, the, the episodes were a little jumpy in the for the first two because I, they slipped in an episode that was from the first season. As the second episode, uh, so the the one about uh, uh, Bordas's adventures in the simula- simulation. Oh room, my god! That was an yes. old episode, so it kind of jumped. You know, uh, it felt a little okay. uneven, but that was fine because the episodes were both standalone, really great. But it was great because <laughs> because then you know the the virus porn affected the <laughs> ship. That yeah. was that was that hilarious. Was- that that one was yeah, yeah just way over the top. Because <laughs> you know, in in a lot of ways, I love Bordas's character and and his yeah. his species mm-hmm. because um, I got to the point where I just fucking hated Klingons mm-hmm. just because I was like, oh honor and yeah. uh, warrior and it's like God blow it out your ass. Yeah, he's, he's just the Mocklins are just laid back. Yeah, yeah. they can eat anything. Yeah, they I, can take anything. Was, we, and, I, we just rewatched that scene where where he's like, can you eat this napkin? <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> what? Wait, 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 wait. This is going to be one of the best things ever. Oh. Make me a cactus. <laughs> so, yeah, they're so well written. And and I even like the little uh, beats that are very uh, Seth. What's his last name? I keep forgetting his last Seth, name. Uh, uh, Seth McFarland. Uh, Seth McFarland. You know, those beats that are really funny, like the episode. Uh, Gordon is an awesome character. Oh, yeah. Where he's yes. the pilot, right? He's the pilot. But yeah. in the episode yeah. where he wanted to be a captain and had to go. The Rorschach oh, yeah. test scene. Where yeah. Because you, you knew exactly what you thought they were. Yeah, it was yeah, like the, so, all vaginas. Oh, oh, yeah. Workplace harassment. Yeah. That is not yeah. right. That's worse than the last one. <laughs> and she kept looking at him like, well, so you can say anything you want. It's like, no. No, 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 no I'm not saying that. Next one, next one. God, so well done. And that was a really good. Well, good. I, but but that, that whole scene where they end up on the planet with the krill. What, what I really like is um, the call forwards. Like in the first season with the Krill and yeah. the Krill characters, because the reason I went back uh, with Godzuki, because Godzuki did not watch the Mocklin uh, porn one. I, I, I have <laughs> that to was be, probably a little hard to explain. Well, that, I, I have to look at the what's going on on the internet. <laughs> I am here for your pleasure. <laughs> yeah, before I watch it to see if it's okay for her to watch, because she loves Star Trek and now she loves the Orville. So that's when we just kind of skipped. Um, but, but we went back to the to the Krill one where they're invading the Krill ship. And uh, you know you you meet the care the krill characters, but they they're planning these uh, kind of a uh, year in advance, so it's it's cool because all these call forwards are happening where you get deeper into the Mocklins, you get deeper yeah. into Alara's culture, and you know that episode with Alara. That I'm, was I'm so place, good. The Alara episode. No, was the great. Alara was so good. She was always one of my favorite characters because mm-hmm. she's such a petite person, mm-hmm. but she was from a heavy gravity planet, so she was like stronger than anybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the dad and the other guy. Doctors from Star Trek. From Star Trek, yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Um, oh God, now I'm now I'm blanking. But one, one of like, them was the holographic Doctor the holographic from Voyager. Doctor yeah. from Voyager. Yeah. Yeah. Was who Dad? Or, uh, was the other? Uh, did he ever have a name? Oh, 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 oh Doctor Flox. Flox. Flox was the Flox other on Enterprise. Right. But but uh, which, oh, okay. who I, I thought was a great doctor, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, he had a name, but I can't remember. But he was one of my favorite wasn't doctors. He, wasn't like, he, I, I think that was one of the inside jokes, though, that he mm. was always trying to pick a name for himself. So I don't, don't know if he ever like settled on a name because he was just 
a program. Mm-hmm. The doctor. The doctor. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. yeah, that was that was great. I haven't well, seen well, so many Star Trek people in. in Seth in, was dating her, and uh, that's one of the reasons she had. And she's going on to ooh. different uh, opportunities, like different film things. I, I'm not sure. I so I was watching something, and then I wandered in the other room and left the TV go. And it Magnum PI, the new version, came on, mm-hmm. and I walked back in the room, and I think I saw her. Swinging a gun around with Magnum P.I. That could have been her, yeah. Yeah. So, sure so, but right. she didn't have makeup on. Her ears right. looked normal and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I just think they needed the space so she could do other things, and so they kind of wrote her character out for a little bit, but, but not forever. They did it in a really grown-up way in a really great episode yeah. with the opportunity for her to come back, you know. But I love Patrick Warburton. She didn't Warburton. get sucked into an alien tar pit or anything like no, that. No, no, oh. no. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> no. Yeah. The skin of evil. Or but, or yeah. Tasha Yar, you know. That's that was what we were talking about. Yeah, I heard Sarlacc Pit. And I'm like, oh, I was, Boba Fett. I was just looking up uh, Patrick Warburton. Though, I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, taking the old nose tube to tummy town. Tummy town. The ship oh, is that. sick. Hilarious. <laughs> it sounds like the tick all over yeah, again. Yeah, you know? I know. <laughs> I think they'll have him on. I'm hoping at least one more yeah. episode. I know because he's pretty awesome. He's like, yeah. yeah, he showed up. He was wearing sandals. <laughs> Didn't someone yeah. once say like, how does he even get that shirt on? <laughs> Oh, I have to have them custom made. (laughs) Oh, God. But the episode where they end up on the Krill planet was really like Enemy Mine, the movie. But also there's a couple Mm -hmm. episodes of Star Trek where like Jordy and someone else end up on a planet together. And I think they're really exploring the whole humanity of it. It's cool. I remember Mm -hmm. the first season reading a lot of shitty reviews where they kept saying, oh, this is like Seth MacFarlane's ego trip and it's like a vanity project and everything. Fine. First off, (laughs) um, the stories are awesome. Number two, his portrayal yeah. of the captain, Ed Mercer, mm-hmm. which I love that name because yeah. it's like so not yeah. James Tiberius mm-hmm. Kirk or yeah. Jean-Luc Picard. It's just <laughs> right. Ed, Mercer. Ed Mercer. I mean, it'd be like the guy you meet in the hardware store. It's oh, like, or, hey, it's yeah, Ed Mercer. Yeah. Dude, when, they, when they're invading the Krill ship, they're like, we got to get Krill names. What's a Krill name? Like, who got can eat cook? Yeah, that's a great cook. <laughs> and then they, they introduce each other like, uh, I'm Chris. <laughs> this is uh, Devin. <laughs> like, Chris and Devin? Those are terrible Krill names. <laughs> You know, just those little bits of humanity are just super yeah. fun. <laughs> hey, side note, speaking Go. of uh, uh, James Tiberius Kirk. Yes. In Madison, there's an apartment building. And, of course, you got to have a name for every apartment building. So there's this sign, and it's uh, Tiberius Terrace. <laughs> and the font is in like Star Trek font. Wow! And there's the little Enterprise, uh, like kind of an arrow in the corner. Cool beans. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I have to move there now. It's <laughs> uh, on the west side, yeah. No. But That's too- otherwise, it looks like a normal apartment. It's not like a spaceship or anything. Well, do you know why they <laughs> yeah. named the spaceship the Orville? Why? No. Because at the time when he was coming up with the idea, he was reading this book about the Wright brothers, right? Oh, no. Right? And so when he's reading about Orville and Wilbur, he heard that, you know, Orville was the lesser <laughs> of the Wright brothers from this whole biography. And he's like, hmm, oh. Orville. Yeah, that's nice. all in our group. <laughs> okay. Oh, not quite cool. the smartest, not quite the best, but like the beast. <laughs> the specials. <laughs> yeah. So, in other words, there's an episode coming up. That's going to have another uh, similar oh. class starship called the Wilbur. We can only hope, and, 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 and it's and have all kind of a snotty crew that's <laughs> yeah, you know, always does everything <laughs> yeah. right, and it yeah. writes itself. It does. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know though, in real Zach life, Brannigan Captain, yeah, <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Uh-huh. That, that one of the big, uh, like the the smarter of the. Um, 
Great siblings was their the sister, sister. Yeah. Who gets like no fucking credit. Right. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. It's always the right brothers, not the sister. But yeah, she did a lot of the work. Yeah, she was really, really smart. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely. That would make a good movie. <laughs> yes, go. it would. No, gentlemen, can I just ask briefly? Mm-hmm. Vikings, are we caught up? We are caught up. Oh yeah, I'm caught up. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Oh, you know what? So tonight- the shit going down with Floki is getting. Oh getting my god! Hot. It's yeah. hard. It's hard cheese in Iceland. I it's gotta say, so yeah. hard cheese. Uh-huh. I did not see any of that shit coming. <laughs> oh, no, neither did I. Neither did yeah. Floki. Uh-huh. <laughs> Man, oh. and, and his his speech at the end. Oh my god! Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm like. I'm wondering what is in the mouth of hell, you know? Yeah. I'm now, you know, I'll watch that later, I guess, because I'm very excited well, it's to tonight, see tonight yeah. is, yeah. yeah. I yeah. Think it's, it's happening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As we speak. Oh, then poor Lagatha. Lagatha. She, was all, she was all messed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and boy, that that uh, queen over there. Hmm, I don't know. Oh, yeah. She's, she's hard cheese. <laughs> yeah, I killed my son. So what? <laughs> and, he was pissing yeah. me off. <laughs> God. Yeah, she it to everyone's like, yeah, I killed him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you might want to keep that. He'll eat his vegetables mode. next time. <laughs> oh, oh, and then Ivar's brother and his, oh, yeah. his brother's wife. I mean, oh, oh my yeah. God, they're just he goes to Sweden. Of course, the king is <laughs> sitting in this huge steam room. Yep. Yeah, I thought that was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't like how they treated the wife and the family, but of course, we'll get something out of that. I hope at some point. Oh yeah, <clears throat> I mean Ivar is just yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. They're making for a good villain. They're hopefully making for a good ending yeah. to that. I would, villain. I should think so. Mm-hmm. But any case, Bob, please um, couple, go ahead. A couple other quick things. Um, I don't know if you guys saw uh, uh, the the Black Mirror Choose Your Own Adventure episode. Yes. Okay. No. It's Bandersnatch. Yeah. Very poorly uh, executed on. Um, Netflix's part because it didn't work on many many operating systems. The Apple TV, uh, some of the Chrome things worked on worked on very few of the systems. So I actually had to go through an, my Xbox and create my Netflix account so I could use the Xbox controller to do the choose your adventure thing because it was just badly programmed. But anyway, once I got beyond uh-huh. that and I started watching it, I thought it was a, a really interesting experience and a really wild way to watch a television show and. It was so well written. I, I couldn't. I don't think many writers could pull this off. But obviously, the Black Mirror people are thinking about this kind of meta oh God, yeah. level games All going the time. on. Yeah, th- this has really got so much depth to it. So if you've watched, obviously, you've probably watched this already. If you are into Black Mirror, but uh, there are so many callbacks to other episodes, and there are there are little nuggets and hidden things within the uh, actual story, but. It, it's about a character in the 80s trying to develop a video game and meeting a video game uh, creator uh, who's played by Will Poulter, I believe, who is a wonderful actor. And he actually left Twitter because people were making fun of how he looked in Bandersnatch, which is another point of toxic wow. social media. Is yeah. like mm-hmm. He's doing a great job. His character, yeah, looked like a crazy 80s computer punk programmer kid listening to The Clash or whatever. And, you know, just yeah. sh- shut up, Twitter. And anyway, I feel bad for him, but he did a... His role was great. Um, the actor who played the lead was uh, great. And I did have to go through many different paths because you're asked to do... They, they train you to do decision-making. You know, are you going to have the cornflakes or the Cheerios? Or, you know, you have to choose which breakfast cereal he's going to have. And wow. it starts to make you nervous. It's like, why do I have to choose that? <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> and, and so the whole experience of making the decisions for the character makes you think, well, why are those the only two choices now? You know, <laughs> why, why couldn't, where's the, th- oh, and then the timer's running out. So you have to make a decision before the timer runs out or it defaults to one of the choices. 
And then I started thinking, uh-huh. well, is the default choice the one I should always go to? You know, and, and they have said, because uh-huh. I, I asked that online of someone, they said, no, they specifically designed it so that that's not the actual route and you should interact with it if you're going to follow a path. Uh, so you can't just let it sit and choose a path all the way through the story or you'll just get uh-huh. the certain story. Uh, but in order to get to a good story, you have to go a certain way. And it's just... It was a wild, unnerving experience that made me question a lot of how we tell stories. So that's why I thought it was a really cool thing. I don't know that I want to watch every TV show that intensely. You know, that I want to be yeah. having to, you know, make character choices because they mm-hmm. did film everything and you can go back and then make the other choice and follow the thread of what the other choice is. And I, I think that it's something that's going to be happening more often now that this has proven. I don't know, really novel. I don't. It wasn't as dumb as I kind of thought it was going to yeah. be. It had way more depth to it. I than think I thought. back in the day, didn't the movie Clue do that? Or there was a, yeah. I don't know if you necessarily chose, but it would come up with different endings or yeah, something. Go to the, yeah, yeah. I, yep. I have to say that I um, I thought it was a great concept, mm-hmm. but the execution of it, I had a tremendous pounding headache by the time I was done. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it, it's it, it got y'all amped up. I'm used to a more I'm used to a more passive. <laughs> yeah, I'm just taking it in, but then yeah. I'm like, the timer starts going down. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, what's he gonna do? All right, couple couple questions. Uh, now, I think I've only seen one Black Mirror episode, mm-hmm. so do I need to see a bunch of Black Mirror episodes to understand this one, or can I jump right into it? I think you can jump right into it. It's um, a standalone. You're, every yeah. Black Mirror episode is a standalone. When my friend asked me that the other day, which episode should he watch? I'm really going to get into Black Mirror. I said, episode one, season one. Cause Big it, fucker! Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a goofy, crazy episode, and it's like, why would you make that your first episode? But the fact that they chose to means if you make it through that one, every other episode is different in a different way, right? But that one is particularly disturbing. And when I got to the end of that, because that was the first episode I saw, I just had to pause for a second and go, oh my, that, what that's you, a crazy yeah. TV show. You know what would be good? If they updated that with Brexit. <laughs> Brexit one. Yeah. Little Theresa May episode. So my second question yeah. is, uh, is Black Mirror... Or specifically, this choose your own episode is that appropriate for kids or not? Or, God no. What? Okay. I don't think Absolutely there's a not. single episode. This that is a very could, adult Twilight very Zone. Very adult Twilight Zone. Adult. Okay. Tech yeah. Twilight Zone. Yeah, it's a technology. The Black Mirror is your screen on your iPhone, basically. Yeah. The idea is yeah. how technology is sometimes, you know, could go wrong or could be misapplied or when used even appropriately could go horribly wrong for the person who's using it. One of my favorite episodes, if you want another episode that's fun, is the entire history of you. Uh, that is an episode Oof. where the basic premise is in the near future, in our eyes, we have implants that will allow us to record everything that we see and hear. Uh-oh. And yeah. if we flip our eyes off, we can look on the screen of our eyes and rewind and review everything that we've seen all the way through our past since we got the installation. And uh-huh. how some people can you know, review mm-hmm. how the job interview went, review how they did at the dinner party, review what their friends said to them. Mm-hmm. So, and, and how that can be kind of maddening and you can share videos with other people. So uh-huh. it's a really interesting concept, but the way it plays out is totally cool and, and engaging and um, it's mesmerizing. So It's about perspective, yeah. but it's also mm-hmm. kind of like the ultimate narcissism. Yeah. Right. And yeah. every yeah. episode is... You don't know what you're getting. You just, here's the episode, and all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose. Sometimes it's interesting and good. Sometimes it's super dark and depressing and violent. I think the one I saw was kind of a Star Trek episode, but not Star Trek. Oh, that was a great one. I like that one. That That one is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Frightening, but hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Math Matt Damon in that one. Yeah. (laughs) 
the actor was from Breaking Bad. Yeah. He's yeah. so good. Uh, That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Any, yeah. Any other questions? I thought that was a good one. Um, I'm into yeah. The Patriot on Amazon. I don't know if you guys have seen that. It's a I'm not a primer. Very, yeah. I don't have Hulu. So. Well, <laughs> nowadays we call it primer. Primer, so of course. I'm in, I'm in of course, I'm, I'm a primer. primer. Uh, so. <laughs> this is a different Patriot than the... Uh, Mel Gibson Patriot movie. Yeah, this yeah, is a TV okay. series about a person. <laughs> How dare you bring that up? <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Patriot. <laughs> it's about a guy. Uh, it's about a guy who's a, a special agent who's trying to stop Iran from gaining nuclear weapons. Right, and his dad got him into this, and his his dad, yeah, his dad is in the CIA, and <laughs> damn, and they do all this stuff, right? <clears throat> but uh, but then he gets involved with this company as a front, so that he can go to Europe and work his way to stop this nuclear exchange mm-hmm. from happening, um, in this piping business, and the the lead, the leader president of the piping company that he's supposed to do presentations for all through Europe is uh, Red from uh, the um. That oh, 70s uh, 70s show. Show. that 70s show. Oh, God, Red Foreman. Red Foreman. Yeah. And, and so he's the boss, and he's like, I, I, what's, what's going on with you? How come you're not helping out? You, you've got this presentation. And he just you know, kind of has this really bad relationship with this <laughs> terrible pipe salesman who's actually a CIA agent. But he's also not that good of a CIA agent, but he knows how to do all these CIA things. And he's also a folk singer who likes to sing on the streets about his life as a CIA agent, but because he's just folks singing on the streets, no one really cares what he's singing about. So he's just singing about killing people and stuff. And it's the weirdest. Uh, it's, wow. like, it's like a Coen Brothers show, but it's it's laid back. The pacing is strange, and it seems to have this full through path story where throwaway characters you think are just going to disappear kind of keep showing up again and have actual roles that you never would have thought were going to show up. But I'm not that deep into it. I'm about you know six or seven episodes into it, and I think there's two seasons now. But I I, I think you might like it, and I love the lead actor. Although I didn't research it enough today to you know mention any names or anything. But no, that's fine. That has been fun. Uh, Future Man is on Hulu. That one is super fun as well. That's about some... I've, I've read a lot about that, and that just sounds hilarious. <laughs> it's just a goofy mm. story about a guy who's supposed to save the future from, you know, the apocalypse that happens because of a mad scientist. But <laughs> some ruffians come back from the, you know, terrible apocalypse future to get him to do the right thing to stop the apocalypse from happening. But he's just a bumbling, you know, a custodian. And... And the way he changes the future <laughs> makes everything kind of go crazy. And and then he has to go back in the past. There's all these time travel tropes that they make fun of. And mm-hmm. it's it's really fun. It's got some great actors in it. And uh, I highly suggest it. Uh, season two just started, but season one has been out for a long time. I don't know. It might even be available on Netflix and other things. But I think that one is on Hulu as well. Um, Who, uh, future Man is on Hulu. On Hulu, yeah. 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 And then... I am at the very last episode of The Punisher Season 2, which is going to be, I'm assuming, the last, uh, because, you know, this Netflix-Disney thing is totally falling apart. But, you know, John, um, I can't remember his last name. Uh, I'll just try to run through these really quick. He... He's great as the Punisher. He's a great Punisher. Mm -hmm. The writing was so slow and so terrible, and... The way they do the action this season is like it's written for 13-year-old boys, and they're, you know masturbatorial ideas about what guns and violence and army and fighting and the uh. Punisher is a great example though of one that they just can't seem to get right they can't get the tone right oh, 
Oh, well, you know, in the Warzone one, uh, which I believe had Jigsaw in it. Right. <laughs> that was fantastic okay, and fun I'll give you that. and uber violent. Uh, but what I'm saying is, is they, they can't just like pick something and kind of stay with it and right. kind of maintain the tone. So they keep changing the actors, they keep changing the story, they keep changing the, the more or less the vibe of it. Yeah. And, and therefore, the Punisher is just kind of like this hot mess. Right, but in, in the Netflix series, you know, season one, John Barenthal, you know, kind yeah. of established himself as the Punisher. Then he did that uh, season with Daredevil, and now he's on his season two, and he's really established the character, but the writers are just going all over the map with him, yeah. and they don't understand violence. You know, they, they want to show a lot of violence, but they don't understand. You know, the Punisher is never really the Punisher. He's running around with a stupid vest on. That's it. You know, the Punisher, when he's going to go fight 20 people, mm -hmm. has just battle gear all over himself and guns hanging. You know, you know those classic Frank Millers or whatever where he's like jumping off right. the roof with, you know, shells flying out, guns blazing from both hands, you know. You don't really get that at all. You get this idiot who goes into a firefight against 10 guys with uh, one pistol, you know, and it's like, that's not the Punisher. You know, this guy's supposed to be the smartest, you know, most violent, crazy, right. guns blazing, uh, you know, hero who's, whoa, is that really a hero? This vigilantism? He's, he's not really a hero in any way. <laughs> yeah. Right. He's kind of the anti-hero that the, everyone has made Wolverine into, and so... I liked the Punisher because I didn't really like the Punisher and I didn't really like the mentality of his character, but you understood, you know, he's that way for a reason. He's Frank Castle. But they just kept talking and talking and talking and I am. I didn't enjoy this season. Um, I, I'm going to watch the last episode just because you know, Karen Page showed up. <laughs> <laughs> big fan. I've got to say, big fan. Sure, I, I hear ever, you. Ever since True Blood, and, but the Jigsaw in this Punisher series is like, you know, he's wearing a mask in the beginning. I don't care if I spoil this for anybody. He's wearing this mask because you know, at the end of one season, Punisher smashed his face into glass and you know, cut up his face. And in Punisher Warzone. Jigsaw's an old uh, Marvel comic book character, right. and his face is just just got cuts, and it's shredded. And in Warzone, he looked like a mess. He looked like Jigsaw. He's mm -hmm. barely put together, right? There's a scene where they unveil the mask, and he, oh, I'm taking off my mask, and you want to see my real face? And he peels off the mask, and it's like he's got a few little cuts on his face. I'm oh, like, no. Shut uh -huh. the fuck up. He just had a bad reaction to the Gillette commercial. did you need to fix that one? <laughs> <laughs> Poor baby, did you just use super glue on those? Yeah, it was, it was like, he, they wanted to keep him pretty, but, I mean, come on, he's supposed to be Jigsaw. I God, feel so. pretty. Yeah. Oh, so pretty. And then they just ripped off Tyler Durden and the whole, oh, you know, no thing so it was it, it's not been fun um but spider-man was freaking awesome the death of stalin i did get caught up with that you know yeah. tor you would love that you it, would love it it's it's, it's, it's a so, black comedy about the death of stalin yeah. in 53 i think people who right. don't understand uh, soviet history or you know how these soviet <laughs> how oh, they yeah. went up and down and, and who reigned when uh, this is a really cool encapsulated funny way to tell the story in a very dark way about how Khrushchev kind of shows up and how, um, you know, the real, real life, uh, Belia, right. Um, uh, oh, Beria. Beria. I always yeah. say Belia. So Beria, um, he was a son of a bitch and, he, he, yeah. and, and they really portray all of that. So when you think things are really ridiculous in the death of Stalin, it's, it's not, that's really how yeah. things were. And, and Jeffrey Tambor and some of the other actors, That's like Melenkov, oh, Melenkov and, and then, uh, Buscemi is Khrushchev. Buscemi is Khrushchev is brilliant. Brilliant. Then you, you think, Steve, well, Buscemi? Steve Buscemi, Steve Buscemi, yeah, right? <laughs> it's Khrushchev. It's yeah. like no fucking way. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. But he, okay. it works. It works. And then uh, Michael Palin, Michael Palin from Monty Python is Molotov. 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I didn't even recognize him. I know. Throw him to the ground, roughly, Centurion. <laughs> he has a wife, you know. Continental. <laughs> but yeah, I, Michael Palin. Yeah, they were all uh, awesome, and and it just it brought it all back to me because I've seen many three-hour Soviet films and 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 you know post-Soviet films about these topics and read all about it. And it's always this dark uh dirge you know here's the what happened and you know it's i don't like that kind of history i like no. you know sure it's great to have it under your belt to go into the death of stalin and go oh my god this is so fun it's such a fun way to tell this but then if you don't know it and you don't want to read that horrible dark style history tome just to watch it and go this is really how it happened it's like yeah it's pretty much really yeah, it's, it's, it's it's compressed and you know brought up a little bit for a film but it's so comical it's yeah. just utterly comical <laughs> and, and 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 yeah yeah and, and but that fear that they all had was real because oh, yeah. the nkvd real. is everywhere mm-hmm. and all they're doing is just like rounding people up constantly yeah, yeah. there are daily wow. lists of people <laughs> that are going yeah. to be rounded up and stalin recorded so many things and and it, it sometimes didn't even matter what he always wrote in uh, in blue pencil <laughs> on the outlines and everything so there's like a famous uh the, he has a, a russian translation of mein kampf and you can see, like, he's making notations in blue pencil and everything. But then, you know, historically, you'd have to ask, why was he so fucking surprised by Operation Barbarossa? That never mm-hmm. struck me, because because Hitler lays it completely out that, you know, the Bolsheviks mm-hmm. are basically Jews, and the whole rotten edifice will come down if I kick in the front door. And it's like, at what point did you not think this guy was going to attack you? <laughs> You know, but whatever doesn't matter. Right, right. Oh my gosh! Um, the Worthwhile. movie that I have to recommend, and I have already recommended the two of you, but I want yeah. to recommend to our listeners "Heavy Trip." Oh yeah, the, about the Finnish rock band trying or Norwegian or Finnish. No, it's it's a Finnish, Finnish heavy band. metal band. Uh, metal, I should metal. say, metal band going to death the metal metal contest. Yeah, it is so goddamn funny. I saw the trailer and I was like, oh, that's going on my list for sure. It's it's. It, and it's so funny because they, they, the whole thing is that they want to go to to this big Norwegian death metal uh, festival. And these guys have just been practicing in Finland, in the small town in Finland, for like years and years and years. Now they're finally ready to go. Mm-hmm. And what's weird is, is that... Because um, you know, you know, Finland and Norway kind of meet, you know, up at the top. Well, and Sweden too, actually. You know, yeah. they kind of yeah. meet up at the top, just and, north of Ulu in Finland. <laughs> uh-huh. Been there. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, anyways, there's this point where they get into <clears throat> Norway, or they're speaking to you know Norwegians, and then they go completely into like English. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's all subtitled because they're speaking Finnish, and then the Norwegians are speaking. In Norwegian, but then when they they meet each other, they just go into like perfect English. It's like okay, <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Common to speak language. more than one language, right? Well, yeah. n- no, but I'm just it's yeah. just funny because yeah. you're all of a sudden like, did he just okay? <laughs> That's cool. Anyways, it's just a lot of fun, and um, yeah, I I think you'd really love it. Um, gentlemen, do you I, have anything more? I or? do. I do have several quick things. I wanted to thank Chris. Please do. Chris for sending me over uh, the holiday season. He got me a DVD copy of the film The Vanguard about a person uh, surviving a zombie holocaust. And uh, yeah, it was a fun romp. I don't think it's a great masterpiece, but I had fun with it. And really, it you know during my dreary time, it was fun to watch a crazy uh, zombie film. So 
Anyone who wants to send me crazy zombie films, I greatly appreciate it. And I'll share it with the guys, and we'll talk about it a little bit more Please later. Do. Oh, <laughs> by the way, speaking of something like this, mm-hmm. uh, coming out on Netflix this Friday is a show called Polar. And of course, it has one of our favorites, Mads Mikkelsen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he Polar. Put, yeah. So I, I, okay. that one looks really good. I already got that in my queue. Okay. Two more upcoming films that I wanted to mention are Nicolas Cage. Get out of here! <laughs> Nicholas Cage of films like Mandy. No, fame. Uh, he's making a film called Color Out of Space. Oh, fuck me. The first film in 20 years by Richard Stanley. Oh, no. Director and writer of Hardware and The Island of Dr. Moreau. And we got to be like the only two people in North America who've <laughs> right? seen that. Right, he's from South Africa, and so I've seen the Isle of yeah. Doctor Monroe. Well, there's been there's been several there's versions. Version. It's like a Star is Born. There yeah. are many. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I didn't see a Nick Cage version. Who? Or is it? No, <laughs> there isn't a Nick Cage version. Right. So no, no. Am this... I thinking of the right version with uh... Uh, Val Kilmer? Yes. Yeah. yeah, which yeah. is breathtaking. Yeah, yes. <laughs> That's something else. That so, was. So let me tell you about yeah. Color Out of Space because it is. Um, Based on the uh, horror of um, Cthulhu, the H.P. Lovecraftian yes. horrors, but uh, yes. Tommy Chong joins him in this film, oh, among f- among other actors. But here's the story. Uh, it's a story of um, the Gardner family uh, who moves to a remote New England farmstead to escape the hustle of the 21st century. They're busy adapting to their new life when a meteorite crashes into their front yard. It seems to melt into the earth, infecting both the land and the properties of space-time with a strange, otherworldly color. And to the family's horror, they discover the alien force is gradually mutating every life form that it touches, including them. Wow. <laughs> so Nicolas Cage gets to be in another trippy acid laced. Fine. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, uh, maybe see a trailer for that one. Was so awesome. Uh, and and uh, that's that's coming out later. I think someone, I think it was in the article, I think it was on Deadline where I read this, uh, mentioned that it's a lot seems a lot like Annihilation because I think Annihilation is loosely the Vandermeer novel. Seems kind of loosely based on that kind of idea of okay. uh, reality bending meteor kind of thing based on that uh, Lovecraft story. Uh, another movie I really wanted to mention is The Man Who Killed Hitler and Then the Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> that looks so good. When I sent that link to you guys, Tor didn't even believe it was real. I thought the uh, this web page is obviously corrupted. It was, was some kind of virus. I better just close it. I just that, yeah. I just couldn't believe that there, that there there are whole movie companies that are making shit just specifically aimed at tank riot. Yeah, right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah. And the full trailer it, it actually seems to make sense. You know. Yeah. To me, it did. <laughs> it did. It's, yeah. It's getting fairly good reviews too. So it's if, like uh, we've just determined this film has an audience of three. Yeah. There's yeah, three guys that I think will really <laughs> like this. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so obviously the plot the plot of this movie is fairly obvious, but if you seek out the trailer, I think it's worth it. But Sam Elliott oh, yeah. is the lead in this Who's film. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't like Sam Elliott? Nobody. <laughs> you gotta Nobody. like Sam Elliott. So uh, uh, young Sam El- Elliott's, uh, you know, during the Hitler times is yes. played by Aiden Turner, who's uh, Keeley from Lord of the Rings. No shit. Yeah, so Keeley is young Sam Elliott, which is kind of cool. Wow. Um, and then you've also got Ron Livingston from Office Space in there uh, playing oh, a character. So funny. I'm really looking forward yeah. to that. Uh, I had heard about it a long time ago, but it was kind of there was a light buzz, and I, I was like, I can't believe they're making that movie. But then when the trailer came out, I was like, okay, I got to share this. So I think that's coming out in February. So we'll have to check our calendars and go see that one. Yes, please. And then. We all finally saw Aquacan, so I think we, we can say see Aquacan. It was awesome. Uh, <laughs> I thought 
it was fun. Yeah. It was very colorful. Oh, yeah. It was not the usual dark DC universe. Flash Gordon underwater. <laughs> it was. It really yeah. was Flash yeah. Gordon underwater. Yeah. And you know when he was finally in the Aqua Can uniform, it was like, oh cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It was fun. Yeah, uh-huh. good romp. Hey, good I wanted romp. to ask you guys: uh, Have you been watching Project Blue Book on uh, the History Channel? I've no. got it recorded. I actually okay, all right. I, I won't say shit. Yet. I finally it's, saw the trailer, yeah. so I know what you guys are talking about now. It's pretty yeah. good. It's pretty good. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got to start hitting those. I think you'd really like them. Yeah. Because it's 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 sort of like you. I, I know I've talked about this before, and and but and you guys don't remember this because it was like way back in the 70s but they had a project it oh, was yeah. called the project i watched Blue Book. that yeah you did I with prob- the, the jack webb i probably saw reruns but i definitely okay. watched it maybe i don't know if it was first he did, not, jack but, webb yeah. did it and it was yeah. like you had two air force guys but it was totally like adam 12 you know where yeah. it's like they just Ooh. had the front of the yeah. car and they're just like you believe in ufos how's that <laughs> you know, it's just like, you know, just the facts, ma'am. Yeah. I remember there was one episode where it's like, you know, they're describing, well, we saw this flying saucer. It was like a teacup, but upside down. And then they like showed it on TV and it was a flying saucer, you know, with, with the handle on the side, like a teacup. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I'm like, oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little kid and I'm just digging this whole thing in. Yeah. It, it's, 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 so, the yeah. new series is fun. Um, so it's just these, these two guys are paired and one is like this young, ambitious Air Force pilot. And of course he's being pressured by his general to say, it's like, look, man, this isn't about investigating. This is about suppression, you know? And then the guy, I can't think of his name now, but he's, he's been in Game of Thrones for a very long time. Mm. Um, little finger, little, um, Oh, little finger. Hmm. Anyways, doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, he plays J. Allen Hynek, who I actually got to meet. <laughs> wow. Which the was, real... Jalen Heineck, yeah. yeah, okay, and which was Whoa. very cool. I, you know, um, and uh, he was, you know, he was like every. I mean, I know because I always poo-poo all of the conspiracies and everything. But you know, to actually meet a guy who I thought, okay, you're a ufologist and you were on Project Blue Book, and there were these cases that you really couldn't explain. I was sort of like. Okay, tell me more. You know, as opposed yeah, yeah. to like, I saw a dot. <laughs> we like, yeah, yeah. I too am an amateur ufologist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's let's team up. Uh-huh. <laughs> Anyways, oh I think it's it's just a lot of fun. You know, nice. and uh, you know, people say, "Oh, it's like the X Files." Like, no, it's not the X Files. No, no. <laughs> but um, anyways. Um, Time for the bird box challenge, anyone? The what? <laughs> the bird box challenge. Oh, God. God. That's... <laughs> I you thought know... bird box was a fun apocalypse film that had really weird bad guys that really didn't make much sense, but good for Sandra Bullock for having a hit. The concept was okay, <laughs> but the execution, holy fuck. Yeah. Not not a good book for a movie is, I think, what no. happened there. So anyway. Anyways, uh, uh, but I will say this, though, about Sandra Bullock. She was in that movie Ocean's 8, which was supposed ooh. to be like... Ocean's Eleven, but with women, mm-hmm. and it was fun uh-huh. in its it own way. Fun. I love the nine but, ball. I love the nine ball track ball. Yes, mm. but if you want to see the better version of that movie, mm. see the movie Widows. Mm. Awesome movie. Is that an older movie or a new? Movie? No, it's a new movie. Oh, okay, um, it's and and that was another Oscar snub because the uh, director and I know it, the name will sound familiar to you, Steve McQueen. No, not that Steve McQueen. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> <laughs> He's not directing nowadays. Not any one, any no. relation? <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah, I don't okay. think so. But but doesn't that suck though to have a name like you know? Yeah, like, uh, you know, it was like in Office Space. Well, Michael Bolton. I'm not going to change my name because that <laughs> ass clown has the same name. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> 
Well, are we ready for the Tank Riot uh, benediction? Sure. Okay, this one has to do with the shutdown. And the stupidity of it (laughs) is just monumental. And I'll tell you, today, one of the things I watch in the news where it's like... (laughs) I'm going to have a state of union dress. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, I'm not. Shut up. No, you shut up. It's like, okay. Wonderful. So this quote comes from Robert Frost, the famous American Mm. poet. Before I build a wall, I'd ask to know what I was walling in or what I was walling out. (laughs) Just like AOC said when she quoted the Watchmen. Oh, no, you don't understand. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I really do love her. She is really coming up with some Did you see when she was beauties. on Colbert? No, but I, I, I'm planning on watching that. Oh, fabulous. Yeah, yeah fabulous. she's she's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she also did the all, all your bases are belong to me or whatever. Yeah. Whoa. She's, all your bases are belong to me. <laughs> yeah, she, she's doing the internet memes. Ugh. Yeah. Love it, love that's it. That's great. Well, all right, gentlemen. Good evening. This has been Tank Riot. Blessed be the fruit. M O N. That's my man. <laughs> and back. England. England prevails. <laughs> Our high school guidance counselor used to ask us what you would do if you had a million dollars. It didn't have to work. And then invariably, whatever you'd say, that was supposed to be your career. So if you wanted to fix old cars, then you're supposed to be an auto mechanic. So what did you say? I never had an answer. I guess that's why I'm working at Inatech. No, you're working at Inatech because that question is bullshit to begin with. If everyone listened to her, there'd be no janitors because no one would clean shit up if they had a million dollars. You know what I would do if I had a million dollars? I would invest half of it in Doris Mutual Funds and then take the other half over to my friend Asadullah who works in uh, securities. Samir, Samir, you're missing the point. The point of the exercise is that you're supposed to figure out what you would want to do if... PC load letter? What the fuck does that mean?